Hi. I'm cutting in to let you know that the audio on this episode is a little rougher than we usually do. Uh, microphones are kind of a crapshoot, um, and this one, eh, you know, it just ended up being something we had to work on a little bit. It's still listenable, uh, we think, and we've worked on it to uh, to make it better. So yeah, it's just a heads up. We're aware of the issue, and we hope that you can uh, listen through anyway, because this is a, this is a fun episode. Uh, yeah, so no plug or anything. Let us get on with the show. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm my Sinclair. And this is Bonfire Side Chat. It is a historic favorite. <laughs> it's a systems heavy favorite. It's a stancy favorite. Yeah. Stancy. It's, I uh, like Stancy. Stancy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Stancy. Stance. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this week we are doing a very cursory look at Neo, uh, which is a game developed by Team Ninja and published here in America by Sony uh, and in Japan by Tecmo Koei. And boy, is this a Tecmo Koei game. Um, here this year in February of uh, 2017. And as you heard, we're joined by by, by, by Mai. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming along. Um, we <laughs> desperately need a ringer for this. Yeah, and, and it's it's super cool to have you uh, to, to have you on a show because you are uh, really involved in the community. Well, it's it's a, it's a really really good community, really supportive. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um we 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 pulled uh, my up from our from our Slack channel, um, kind of recruited, uh, recruited you for this because you know as as we had mentioned and we mentioned this last episode as well. Uh, Cole and I did not uh, did not beat this game. Um, you know, I think we both got like roughly about a third through it. Yeah, um, I think it's probably the the spotter halfway through. I put about twenty hours into it. Yeah, like you know, played played it for a while, but was you know wasn't going to beat it. So we wanted to get somebody in who could talk about the late game, and uh, you know, Maya is somebody who, uh, uh, and this is for the audience. I'm not talking about you, like you're not here. <laughs> Maya, this is for, for you know, at this point. I'm talking to. Um, I'll use this voice when I'm talking to you. Um, the uh, and when you hear the, the beep, turn the page. Yeah, the uh, um, so so Maya is somebody who we've interacted with a lot, and and trust and, and like and 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 have uh you know uh have talked i've talked about this game with you uh on our slack channel a whole bunch and i just thought it would be great uh to, to have you on and uh and trusted you to be uh to be cool about it <laughs> be cool about yeah. it i want somebody to be cool about it <laughs> um so i think we got our double arguments out of the way in slack so we don't yeah. have to replay those <laughs> For everyone's benefit, yeah. Uh, the um, got the got the, uh, the poison out. Can you uh, talk just kind of briefly, um, you know, about your relationship to the the fan, you know, the 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 franchise, I guess, like, you know, how you came into Dark Souls, and uh, you know, kind of what your relationship, how you got into to Neo, and the like. Uh, first I beat was Demon Souls. I bought it when it came out, but I didn't play it until Dark Souls One was already out. I started playing Dark Souls 1 and fell off super quick. 
jumped back mm-hmm. and ended up finishing Demon Souls, then did Dark Souls 1, and this is all not too long ago. By the time I beat Dark Souls 1, Scholar was up. Mm-hmm. So, but since then, I beat Scholar, um, including the Ancient Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I beat uh, Bloodborne, and I've been bashing my head against the wall of DS3 because I refused to not play it next. <laughs> uh, so I was immediately on board for Neo, just kind of as a trying it. Um, but then I really kind of fell in love with it when I played it. It's got some differences. I don't. I parry a lot, and Neo has times where you can do that but plenty of times where you have to dodge, uh, especially on the bosses, and we'll get into that. But um, overall, especially after losing myself so much against walls and DS3, it's really helped my love of Neo. Mm. So where gameplay-wise, I just love it. Um, History-wise, I studied this stuff in school, but... uh, I guess for listener benefit, I I went to school in Japan. I, I was born in Osaka. Uh, but uh, I haven't been in school in almost 25 years. So if I get things wrong, please be calm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think that uh, I would urge people to, to judge, on, judge on a curve. So, so just judge the things that you get wrong based on how often uh, I'm going to mispronounce things and Cole and I are going to get things wrong. So you, you will do significantly better, better yeah, than we do. For, for, there's for another sure. reason why we thought you'd be a great fit for this episode is because you're really familiar with the uh, the source material, even though, you know, this game does take a lot of liberties uh, with that. And not just, the, not just the obvious ones is my understanding. It's not just like, oh, there weren't monsters, but also, you know, the actual story is kind of this weird mashup of a lot of different historical figures uh of of this time kind of like a who's who of this this period in mythology and history um, which is very koei tecmo yeah 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 that, that that's totally their their mo and we'll, we'll get into kind of how this uh how this game presents this which i i have a lot of issues with um <laughs> the uh yeah as so um so this game uh, kind of started out this had a kind of a long like an incredibly long um, and kind of uh, uh, arduous development. Um, started development in 2004 with this old, unproduced Akira Kurosawa script, um, which is kind of fascinating. Um, and it started as this kind of a passion project for uh, Ku Shubisawa. Uh, Shubisawa. Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mispronounce that Japanese names, and it's not because I don't care. It's just I, I'm not good at it, and I apologize. I can't say Sirsha, so we're okay. <laughs> you're, you're allowed. <laughs> yeah. I can I can only say Sirsha because the game does provide a pronunciation guide for it. Yeah, in a game that has several different languages present. Hey, here have some Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but this original script didn't really have supernatural elements. It was you know more about you know more a story about this about this period in history. No developer's uh, treatment actually worked well enough. Um, it kind of stayed within Tecmo Koei. Uh, one version of it was like a more traditional Japanese RPG, uh, strangely enough. But um, it landed with Team Ninja in 2010. Um, and then uh, further development took about, mm, let's say, six or seven years uh, as Team Ninja and uh, Shibasawa uh, kind of added these supernatural elements to the script and basically pulled and replaced as many parts as they could until they kind of ship of theseus the, uh, the, 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 the yeah. original Kurosawa script. It, it has almost, there's early kind of promotional images and it has almost nothing. 
yeah. in common. Like the only things that were consistent over all the different versions of this were the setting and a blonde dude. <laughs> so I, you know, that's, you know, there's posters of like a super ripped blonde guy with long, like Fabio hair, <laughs> like not posters, but like marketing images right. uh, that were for this. Um, they're kind of fascinating. Um, so this is when it became this kind of action RPG because the, the team ninja staff were big fans of the souls games and said that the, you know, the popularity of souls, you know, kind of helped save Neo from cancellation. Um, you know, this is explicitly uh, something where it is it is a blending of those two things. Yeah. There are also some uh, seeds that are straight up Kurosawa. Oh, that yeah. Are sprinkled in every now and then. You'll get in and you'll be like, oh, I'm watching Kurosawa film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the, the cinematography of this of this particular battle or this interaction is very Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like it's more just an homage. Yeah. Yeah. Giving a little bit to our root. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they modeled, you know, a lot of the combat off of, you know, off, off of the, uh, the souls games. Um, and kind of notably they involved the community in the development. So they had the, you know, the systems laid down in some areas and they ran over the course of about a year between 2016 and 2017, uh, these demos, um, of the game first an alpha, then a beta, and then something they call the last chance. Um, that if you played and beat them, you would get DLC for the main game um, to kind of fine tune um, mm-hmm. the actual the, the actual play experience. And so they made a lot of changes to some of the systems, some of the controls, um, and especially some of the difficulty based on some of those early demos that were put out. Yeah, which is great. Yes. Like I, I love it when when developers do that. Like the 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 ability to change even after a game comes out is is an advantage you know, into this medium. I've said that a bunch of times and it's really cool to see a developer actually like take feedback, Yeah. you know, because the early uh, demos I played of this were much harsher and kind of unreasonably difficult in the actual game, which like when I was coming into this, I was really expecting that to be my, my big bone to pick with it. And it's not really like, no. it's, it's not nearly as hard as I was expecting it to be. No. Um, so that, you know, so that, that's something that I feel like probably got adjusted mm. based on those demos because a lot of people had said, you know, like, Hey, Hey guys, you know, <laughs> dial it back a sec. Um, so it's it's pretty obvious why we're covering this on on Bonfireside Chat. Like it is explicitly, um, you know, souls like and everything. And people really wanted to hear it, uh, hear us talk about it. And then you know, we kind of tried it and weren't super into it. And then people were like, "Don't bother." And then other <laughs> people were saying, "Don't bother," because they kind of fell off it. Um, it's an insanely popular game. Like it's really well reviewed. Yeah. It's a lot uh, of people really like best selling game. Um, I think in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's, so it's, it's a very popular game, but the response from our community or our audience has been really weirdly mixed. Like, yeah. Hey, you guys got to do Neo. Hey, whatever you do, don't do Neo. <laughs> hey, if you're going to do Neo, I don't want you to do Neo if you don't like it, et cetera, et cetera. And like at a certain point, you know, I, we've already put in the, the, the crime, so we're going to do the time, I guess, or right, right. vice versa. And also, I think there are interesting things to say about this, even though it ended up definitively like super not being for me. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Souls community has kind of gone kind of back and forth on this. Like, I know some, you know, I know a lot of people are super fans on it. I've also read, you know, reactions to it that are just like, this is not Souls enough uh, yeah. to be really a Souls game. Um, and there are a lot of, uh, and I think this is a, a symptom of, and we'll get into this, is this kind of systems bloat uh, that the game has. Specifically, this kind of loot-based, high-level play you can do where you spend like a lot of time kind of maximizing these items for endgame content. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That was kind of what had sparked our debate, too, is because I had most recently played endgame. 
And after mm. you get about halfway through, a lot of the souls like feel of it drops away to feel more character action y. Uh, mm. It's still the same thing. It's just it ends up becoming where you never worry about your stamina again, like outside of boss battles uh, on regular enemies. They die, and then you recover your key. But yeah. you never actually have to worry about managing your key in regular fights. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I think that's that with the systems. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, I think I think there's definitely elements of that even early on too. You know, like you can once you master that mechanic, like it becomes it's very character actiony. Um, it feels a lot like to me. Um, it feels really bloodborne-y yeah. uh, in how I actually play it, regardless of whether that's you know there are more kind of advanced techniques to it that you can engage with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never again, you know, I didn't find for me, I didn't find that I had to. Um, which kind of, again, this is, it's a weird, weird thing for the, the game. And again, I, I only got to, uh, end the spider castle and then mm-hmm. stop. So maybe later is when you really have to start, you know, getting into these combos and getting into this, uh, this other stuff. But I just didn't, didn't really have to, like, I didn't run into too many roadblocks. Yeah. Whereas uh, I, I, I really liked doing, you know, those timing based mechanics and messing around with, uh, doing that, even if I didn't need to. Like that was that that was what was interesting about this to me. Well, I liked the timing based mechanics. I mean, like the the real deep, like uh, forging your weapon into the, its like kind of ultimate form. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and also like learning these, uh, like buying these combos, getting really deep into the magic system, like mm-hmm. the actual key pulse part of it, mm-hmm. and mastering my weapon is the one thing that I consider to be like an unequivocal win. Yeah, yeah. To the game, like I think that's that's a hundred percent and super cool. Yeah. Um, really, really fun. I just you know. And then, then that for me butted up to, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and I apologize, <laughs> but like butted up into um, the problem with there just not being enough variety to the game. Yeah. So like I just got sick of fighting the same enemies with my super mastered tool set, mm-hmm. you know. And continuing our way ahead of ourselves, if you're doing these certain submission duels, you'll almost always get a katana. So if you're a straight normal, I wasn't, but if that's the build you're doing you'll always have something that's kind of designed to fight the next boss you're going to encounter in the regular mission. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I kept, I kept finding swords and I'm like, I'm not using swords. <laughs> like get these swords off me. Like, <laughs> I kept finding swords. I was like, well, I guess I better use swords. Cause this looks really good. Nice. Forget <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, 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 the one take on the, like, oh, you know, what is this? Is it fish or fowl? Like, well, like, well, what, what's the deal that, that I kind of disagree with people really emphasize, Hey, this is a Diablo. This is Diablo. Like, Hey, this is more Diablo than souls. Like that to me speaks to like the meta system of it more so than like, it, it feels like a souls game to me because you really cannot sleep through any particular, any particular individual encounter. Right. Mm. Like you, you do have to be engaged and you are doing this timing based, um, you know, <laughs> this, uh, you know, you are managing your distance. You are fighting a souls type enemy. Uh, whereas with Diablo, I, I, I really, I really very much take that as, you know, something that you have, you're not like as mindless with, matching. Right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I mean, it's mostly the, yeah, the loot system I think is what draws yeah, people to yeah. that. Yeah. That That's it. That's the only Diablo like aspect. Yeah. And it's so weird. Like it, it's so like having everyone explode into a pinata of like trash. Every time you kill them, every every monster is full of trash. Yep. And it's like, yeah, I can sell it. I don't, you know. But then it has an inventory limit and stuff. Like this, the way the systems jut up against each other in this game is something I have a real problem with. And like that ends up kind of becoming. It doesn't feel Diablo-y to me, but it does feel like a Diablo system, uh, like kind of stitch onto something that does not need it. 
like does not benefit from it, does not need it, you know? Um, yeah. And again, and just, you know, my take, not trying to, to present the official bonfire side chat take on it. <laughs> no, no. As such. But that's, that's where I came away from it. Just like, why am I spending all of this time in my inventory sorting through garbage? <laughs> like this does not feel like a cool samurai. If I'm just stopping to pick up every wooden sword that drops, you know, um, uh, th- th- there are tricks to it. And it became, for me at least, where inventory management was two to five minutes out of any given level, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's that they gave you some tools to do a workaround that doesn't make it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it also becomes what does it add, right? So, like, you, because you can work around it, what am I getting from it? You know, I never, I never found anything so far outside the curve to feel really cool. You know, like I never like had that. And that's the the kind of benefit that you get to a Diablo loot system is every once in a while you get the ultra unique mega drop mm-hmm. and it, it disrupts the power curve for a little bit. But like the power curve was really flat for me kind of throughout. So yeah, those things really might have been possible. The forging. Yeah. The yeah. forging and the ability to pass on inheritance from weapon to weapon. And, uh, so many of the bosses, if you could exploit their elemental weakness, become much easier. And so yeah. th- that's where it becomes but it. As you said, it's a high-level strategy you didn't feel the need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and th- that's not a weird brag or anything. Like, I didn't get that far into the game. No, no. You know, so, like, the fact that this was not super hard for me is not, you know, uh, uh, whick- whipping out my, my EP, and it's just <laughs> I only got to, you know, a third of the game. So No, yeah. And, and to, to provide an alternate view on that, like, the idea of engaging with the inventory system to maximize something, like, that appeals to, the, like, the management side of me. Um, mm. It looks like something that I would really fall deep down into, but by the time I realized that's what that's what was going on, I had just a backlog of trash that I had to work yeah. through. Lock <laughs> <laughs> button is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, like while you know before like when we get to the we'll get to more because this is another segment which I'm pretty cranky about, but let's we'll get this out of the way. We talk about the kind of plot and setting that we deal with here. Yes. And this is not. I just want to also point out that this is not me shitting on Japanese mythology or history. Nope. It's entirely how this game decides to present the story that I have problems with. It's not the actual story itself, which is no. fine, you know, and cool. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into it. So this is uh, like we said, mentioned it's it's drawn from this kind of folklore and history. Um, most of the characters that you interact with in this game are actual figures from Japanese histories. Uh, Japanese history. Cole has it here in the notes as like a Japanese Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is you know fairly fairly accurate. Yeah. Not a bad way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're going to recognize some of these names. Like, you know, if you have been playing video games developed in the East for, you know, for a long time, you're going to recognize something like, you know, Hattori Hanzo. You're going to recognize, you know, Oda Nobunaga, uh, figures like that. But it gets, you know, to my mind, you know, and I don't know a lot about this. And get Gary also doesn't know about it. That's a little bit, again, why we, why we brought Maya here. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to get those broad strokes. They dig deep it seems like to me to, to, to bring out these people, even your main character is somebody, you know, who, you know, is, you know, in Japanese history, like is, is, you know, is from that. He is a fictionalized version of that. Like, <laughs> I don't think that the, the, yeah, the original, <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the original <laughs> William Adams did not have a, a, a mermaid guardian angel, but mm. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> like he, he did. <laughs> oh no, I'm so crestfallen. Uh, uh, but he did exist. Like he was, you know, a, mm-hmm. you know, one, one of the first Western samurai. Um, yeah. Uh, he opened the door and then closed it to, uh, <laughs> allowing foreigners into Japan, actually. So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So he was responsible for the isolation? 
uh, he, uh, yeah, after he uh, died, okay. the decision mm. was to uh, kick out his children, uh, ban everybody from Japan who was a child of a Westerner to not allow any Westerners in. And that included, of course, because this is Japan, if you were a woman who had married a white man or any other Westerner, you were out also. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no idea that happened that early. The toe-headed purge. <laughs> and that uh. lasted until the Admiral Perry stuff. Yeah. Mm. But the game takes place, you know, during the Sengoku period um, in, in 1600, uh, which is, you know, one of many several, um, one of many several um, civil wars that took place, you know, in medieval Japan. Uh, this mm-hmm. is uh, specifically concerning itself with the rise of uh, Tokugawa as a, a shogun. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, period. and then, <laughs> um, and 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 that stuff is, is all real. And then, but this is used as a backdrop uh, for this invasion of these yokai, um, whose whose stock has never been higher. Like <laughs> I, I see the word yokai all the time in the toy aisles and stuff because oh, of yeah. like uh, because of yokai watch. Yeah, because of the yokai watch. So like yokai <laughs> is like the the word on every kid. It's like the an invasion of Bakugan. <laughs> if that had happened like a couple of years ago, and there's one of them that's like a Bakugan yokai. So it's a little bit of both worlds. Um, yeah. But the um, so these uh, these yokai are these demons um, and who want this kind of there's this magical energy energy called Amrita um, yes. that they they are looking for. Yes, and here. you know certain human actors that we're going to meet um, are also looking for Amrita because it is um, you know it, it is this uh, you know universal energy source almost uh, you know it's the uh, what is it the TV tropes term applied phlebotonium or whatever with the magical yeah. element that causes everything to happen here. Yeah. Um, and, and these yokai, um, are based on monsters in Japanese folklore. Um, again, you know, you, you see, you see these regular enemies and, you know, like all of them, uh, have Wikipedia entries or most of them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're Wikipedia legit. <laughs> um, so William, uh, the reason why he is our main character in the, in this fiction, in this fiction, not in history, uh, is that he has this guardian spirit named, uh, Circe and, uh, that, that kind of helps him find the Samrita. Uh, and there's also this kind of subplot, which uh, the game doesn't seem concerned with to me, except uh, with the uh, except with the main antagonist. Well, he is, but yeah. we spend so little time on this. It's very <laughs> weird because the setup for this game bears little relation to like what the play of it right, feels right. like to me. But there's this this whole kind of plot with the British government trying to get the Amrita to win a war against the Spanish um, mm-hmm. and this alchemist named Edward Kelly. Uh, who stealed uh, or stole steel steeled <laughs> wow. we are language uh, winners today <laughs> yeah i just uh, my my you know i'm i'm losing all of all language i lose all language there is all aching um he uh, uh steals uh Circe and uh william breaks out of the tower of london to pursue him to japan and also kind of deal with this you know this threat of this impending war in the west that is you know again we don't spend very much time with Yes. I had to look up Edward Kelly because I didn't know much about him. Apparently, by the way, he died in like 1596 or something, so he shouldn't be <laughs> here. But he's supposedly like the Philosopher's Stone guy. Um, and I guess that's what they're using Circe as. It never explains why that is such a more useful guardian spirit than any other guardian spirit in the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I don't know why there is explicitly a Gaelic guardian spirit when every, pretty much every single other guardian spirit we see, except for except for one on, on Yasuke, um, you know, is uh, kind of endemic to Japan. You know, like the, mm-hmm. is, you know, is from there. So it's mm. um, it's very strange. I'm sh- I'm positive there is something buried in the game in in the game lore notes, uh, which are overwhelming even for me. Uh, that might explain some of that. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I. I just beat the dlc today and the dlc just retrans the main story but oh fun (laughs) oh hey that sounds familiar (laughs) 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 but it's and i never saw anything that actually explained why Cersei is so much more powerful as a tool for him yeah yeah but like there's a whole backstory with sirsha um taking uh uh, you know saving saving william's life and becoming kind of a lifelong companion to him um and kelly has you know taken taken her to Japan in order to kind of foment this civil war and bring out as many yokai as possible so we can harvest it and bring it back to bring it back to Britain is is, mm. is kind of the macro plot of this. There's also um you know a, a little bit of his master plan which I don't know if this is spoilers or not but he wants to uh because this is a Tecmo Koei thing uh Oda Nobunaga has to factor in. Um he's trying to resurrect Nobunaga. And, you know, you are working with Hattori Hanzo um, or the historical Hattori Hanzo's third grandson, I think this is. He's not uh, actually. Ju- just as, yeah, I mean, third grandson as far as the name goes, but it's the son of the one most people know of. Okay, there we go. Okay. So, cool. so it gotcha. was his father that most people think of. But this is not, uh, this is not the one yeah. who made the Kill Bill sword. No, that that's completely unrelated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but you, like you're best buds with, uh, with 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 Hanzo, and you are working with uh, Tokugawa Iyasu uh, to uh, you know to, to to fight off these yokai. You're you're like his special forces for these monsters that are wreaking havoc that nobody can see but people with guardian spirits. And spoiler, he will resurrect him. Oh, of course. course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Cole. Yeah? Uh, terrible shirt for you, asshole. Okay. Uh, Hattori Funzo from the <laughs> Simpsons Funzo episode. Where's the little Funzo with the sword? Oh, he's got a little eye patch? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know, everybody loves that season 11 Simpsons episode. <laughs> um, Funzo. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I've yeah. forgotten about Funzo. Don't forget yeah, about, forgot about Funzo. Funzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I scooped you. <laughs> um, so uh, this here, uh, there, there are several mechanics this shares kind of explicitly uh, with Souls like or uh, Souls games, or has kind of in common. And there's some minor variations, but we're going to kind of go through those starting out here. Yeah. Um, one of the big differences, though, is that uh, there's not an open or a connected world or an open world. You select missions from a menu and submissions uh, from kind of the same area. Um, one of the things they do with these submissions is they will reuse the same area but kind of recontextualize it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it will be, you know, major. Like this village that was not on fire is now on fire. This village that was on fire is no longer on fire. Mostly it's a toggle between fire. But, but sometimes there's some other kind of things. And you start out in different levels. You're kind of just dealing with a smaller section of the level also. And some of the submissions are new levels, completely new. Yeah. yeah. And most of them are actually kind of the game's best content because they're short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So it's kind of like here's a bite. I mean, some of them are just trash as far as they're horrific to do yeah yeah most of them are actually pretty fun yeah like there's some of them that have like weird goals like there's one in the first uh kind of like mine tunnels uh level where you are just chasing after a kappa 
Like like um, that at that circle. Music whenever it gets close to you. Kind of like. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like there's this this dude who says, "Hey, I dropped this important treasure and a cop. I got a hold of it. So go down here to the lower level, and then like that like that is a good uh, a good kind of introduction to the way these coppas work. They're they're kind of uh, more aggressive, uh, quicker, and more evasive uh, versions of like the uh, the the crystal crystal lizards. Yeah, crystal lizards, right? And they don't have to bow back if you bow to them. <laughs> well, it's like that's like the one thing I know about Kappa folklore, and it doesn't—they don't do it. They will try and reach up William's butt, though. Well, that, that, yeah, that, that, and they're all forgiven. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, also, spoiler: most of the submissions are that okay. I've lost my great family heirloom weapon in a tunnel. Go get it. Man, <laughs> keep losing swords and tunnels. Like, just like it's—I want—I want William to bring the scabbard. To the east and solve this problem. Like, yeah. here's a pocket for your sword, folks. Like, <laughs> yeah, just a, like uh, let, let me show you this invention: the wallet chain. Yeah, <laughs> like a bunch of bunch of ska uh, samurai. Just pick um, it up. Pick it up. Yeah, pick yeah. it up. <laughs> like, we well, know you pick it up. A kappa got it. The um, yeah, I, 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 the first time I bowed to a kappa and it didn't actually respond the way that kappas respond, as we all know from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. I, I was curious. Um. This is something that just because I don't know where else I would put it, these submissions have a weird impact on the level design mm -hmm. of the main missions in a way that didn't become clear to me uh, until like roughly when I quit, which is that um, the levels are designed with these submissions in mind. So there'll be weird kind of annoying dead ends and stuff. Um, I would find like, oh, like this is kind of a, a corner that looks significant. There's nothing in it. And then when you do a submission, it's where you'd start. So they, they kind of uh, – I feel like they have kind of a negative impact on the main level design of, of the levels. Um, it's not most, always noticeable, but it's most noticeable to me in the Water Village, yeah. which I like You know, kind of fought tooth and nail to get to like two corners that didn't even have a, uh, a Kadama in it. Yeah. So it was uh, – you know, I, their submissions are – to me are a mixed bag. Some of them are pretty fun. Um, I definitely had fun with some of them. Yeah. Or a bonfire to like – Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a strange mission. I spent way more time on that than I probably should have, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you have experience points, you know, like souls, you know, like you would get with souls or blood echoes in Amrita. Um, and you also have money, um, but money is separate. You don't actually use Amrita to buy or, uh, you know, commission uh, smithing, <laughs> you know, uh, and you only drop your souls when you die along with your guardian spirit uh, spirit. But we're going to get to that later. Um, yes. and this separation between experience and money is actually a really, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal. You're going to amass, at least I did much more money than you would ever actually use. And that Again. does get directly stated kind of like Solaire and PS1 explaining why PVP can exist, mm -hmm. where it seriously directly in one of the cutscenes says, you know, it is because I am here that you can die and be reborn. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so him having the super guardian spirit is why he's immortal in the first place. Yes. And mm -hmm. uh, other characters that have guardian spirits, they interact with Emrita in different ways. Um, if somebody uh, gets Emrita who does not have a guardian spirit, they will turn into a monster or get yokaiified. Um, whereas mm. people who do, you know, they can use it to make themselves more powerful. So are they the yokai watch? <laughs> it's it's yeah it's, it's the sequel to Overwatch that the Neo yeah Overwatch all, all along the yokai watchtower. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, uh, the spot where you die becomes something called a revenant, um, which is something that uh, it's very similar to like a red soapstone. Um, becomes a kind of a mm -hmm. permanent sub soapstone where um, 
players can summon a version of your build into their world. Like they don't summon you. They summon your build in to fight you and your equipment set. And then they get a chance of getting one of your pieces of equipment. Yeah. And, and my, you, you, you told me yesterday that you've done, you know, you, you generally fight a lot of these revenants, um, in order to get some of the, uh, some of the additional, uh, kind of perk points that we get. Like how, how, how do these fights, fights articulate? Oh, a lot of them, I think they fight much better than the player would. Because <laughs> they'll, what they'll end up doing is they'll pull from your skill pool of what you can do, as well as your ammunition and your weapons, mm-hmm. and they'll use every verb you have. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Plus they'll use elixirs. Not often. Usually you, you can stop them from using elixir, but yeah. they'll use elixirs. And yeah, they'll do anything the player would be able to do. And I think most players in a PvP wouldn't. Yeah, you yeah. know, people tend to kind of stick to this is the couple things I do. So I don't find them particularly difficult, which is why I fight a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of interesting to see you know moves I would never normally see from someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. I, most cases I fight them all. When you get into a place where there's like five on the ground, I'm going to fight one or two. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and almost they reset I did. when you when you rest in a shrine. They reset. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So you can you can do do more of them if if need be. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I never did these. Um, yeah, you know, I just didn't. You know, wasn't looking for extra fights. And I guess the idea would be you could do that if uh, you see it. One of them has a piece of equipment you really want because you'll you'll get oh, a chance. That's one of them, and then when we get to the tea house much later, oh, we can go over the appearance copy system. Hmm. which allows you to actually change and play as another character. And hmm. the cost of that is glory, which is okay. what these guys drop. Yeah. Yeah. So many systems. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's, and we're, we haven't even started. Like, no. like this is, this is not, this is 10% of the systems in this game. Yeah. We've covered. <laughs> um, um, so instead of having bonfires, you have shrines. Um, and I love these mm-hmm. shrines once you get all the Kodamas. Yeah, Gary? Or no, I, I, I'd say like no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I, I thought you did. Oh yeah, and they start playing their little instruments and stuff. They are uh, very cute. Like yeah. the, the Kadama are extra super cute. Oh yeah, I wanted a, mm-hmm. I want a Kadama plushie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you can do a lot of stuff here. Uh, but primarily, you're going to rest here, um, and this will reset uh, the level, except for certain strong enemies, specifically yokai that rise up from yokai realms, which we'll talk about later, or certain mimics. If that's correct, my. Okay. The, yes. Uh, also, um, it's kind of like a slight spoiler, but there are some bosses that will kind of appear in stages as regular enemies sometimes later on. Okay. And they won't respawn either. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. let's uh, kind of a blanket, uh, not worry about spoilers. So there will be spoilers in this. Um, I think yeah. that people, most people <laughs> are listening to this probably have decided if they're going to, uh, they're going to play it or, or not. not going to. Okay. Yeah. This, this is a spoiler cast from yeah. here on out. Spoilers. <laughs> all over yeah um yeah um kind of through the levels uh we talked about kadamas um so there are these little um kind of tree spirits who are real into bowls um <laughs> they wear bowls they like hanging out with them they're very cute as we mentioned um they have different benefits they can get you so the way it kind of works is for each set of levels there is a maximum number of kadama you can kind of res- rescue in each level there's a certain mm-hmm. number of them hidden um, you kind of get them, they're cumulative for that zone, and then they reset when you move to a new zone. Um, and you can set them to kind of give you different buffs. 
um, or to kind of regulate the amount of uh, Estes you get, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a guaranteed benefit. Uh, the more oh, oh, gotcha. The more, the more Estes equivalent you're going to have. Yeah. You can set them to find yeah. more Estes, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, like yeah. you can... So the okay. benefits are all pure drop-based. It's, mm-hmm. I want to get more Amrita from enemies I kill. I want to get more Estes from drop rates. I want to get more weapon drops. I want to get more armor drops. Or I want to get more gold drops. Yeah. Mm. Your, um, the, your, your starting elixirs are governed by how many of the um, Estes or elixir Kodama you found. Uh, the different hats indicate which ones they, which ones they maximize. And you're always mm-hmm. going to want to uh, get those, get, <laughs> to, to, to get those uh, Estes Odama. Kodama, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I actually use Amrita ones. Okay, because mm. it's uh, experience. Because I just I started using the Elixir ones, but then I discovered I'm always full up. Yeah. You know, as far as uh. drops, the, the, the drops aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus they're scattered in the levels. Sometimes you can find them. Yeah, uh, extra mm. will go to your storehouse though, so maybe that's not a bad move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so- even if even if you don't um, have it set to increase your drops for Estes, um, you're going to want to find all the Kodama that give you kind of greater maximum Estes when you die. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So this is you know again just uh, you know I'm going to throw things out when when they come up. Like mm-hmm. the the fact that this resets infuriates me. Yeah, it's uh, pr- it, it was I pretty rough it. when I left that first region. I'm like, oh, I have three three flask pulls now. I awesome. hate it. Like it, it is. I mean, the the idea is to make you explore. I get it, but like, make me do that because your levels are fun and cool, and like, put other things there, not like a basic function of play. Yeah, you know. This is part of the problem with the red loop system. In the second level of the game, I found a charm you could wear that gives you kadamasis. Oh God! Mm. Yeah. So I would just wear it. They all show up on a mini map, and I find them. Oh jeez! And then once I found them all, then I swap it out to another they're, yeah. they're like rings for people who don't yeah know. yeah, yeah. Think of like so, Dark Souls rings. It, it's cool that that can happen but it, it, you still have to find them you have to like in that first level you're always not going to have your full astus in yeah. the first level of a new zone because you haven't gone through the different levels of that uh that zone um that are going to mm-hmm. give you those kadama uh, those estus kadamas yeah you know so it's always this reset even if you know the time to getting it it just didn't feel like it added anything to me yeah like it just it felt like a weird like basic you know function of the game that I, I shouldn't have had you know kind of crippled for me even if there is like a way to get around it i just don't know what it adds like it's them know? trying to get you to explore when the loot is not going to motivate you to do so yeah it yeah. just I, I wish that there was a way for that to not happen immediately when you go to a new region because it, it, the, <laughs> the first level that you go to in that region is going to immediately be just difficult in an outsized way and also in a way that, like, I don't know, I haven't I haven't seen happen in a, in a Souls-like game. It's not like, you know, when I when I go to uh, the Duke's archives, all of a sudden I have to find more shards uh, for yeah. my for my shit. I think I'm mixing up like the mechanics of five different games in that sentence, and I'm sorry. Well, it's you know, it's again, <laughs> mechanics are going to go round and around. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Uh, the idea I think is to to incentivize exploration. And I felt great I whenever think... I saw Kodama. Like, oh yeah, let me get that little guy. Tell them how to oh, go yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, but just don't, I just wish, wish they hadn't tied them to healing. Yeah. You know, like a basic verb. They should only have been benefits. Yeah. You know, finding Kodama should have only been, you know, a, a good thing, not something that, like, I started with and now I have lost. Yeah. You know? And, and when the game first came out, people thought it was the number of shrines you had. 
Oh, yeah. Mm, I could also see that. What determined the number of elixirs, but then we kind of figured out, no, it, it is the number of Kadabla. In fact. Mm, yeah. And yeah, if they just tied it to the blessings, nobody would complain. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, and I'll I'll jump on this grenade. I'm just terrible at the game, and I should have gotten good. And not having as many elixirs should have been fine. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what people are going to say is like, oh, it was a wonderful challenge to have to oh. do the the hard mission with three <laughs> elixirs. But it just I don't. Uh, yeah, like no, you know I, I don't know. It, it it's just an un, it, even if it was an increased challenge to have to have that your healing uh, kind of uh, uh, reduced in that way. There are more interesting ways to increase challenge. Yeah. Um, how about you introduce a seventh type of enemy uh, that I've never <laughs> seen before? That'd be cool, huh? Like you, you can you can make it so I don't fight the same ogre over over and over, ogre mm -hmm. and ogre. Oh, but did you see this one has crystals growing out of it? <laughs> you know, like there's this. It, it's such an uninteresting way to pump up the challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just it's every time I went to a new zone, it was just like, okay, fine, fuck this. Like, yeah. it was so demoralizing. Like, yeah. I hate that mechanic so much. <laughs> it's still a net change, um, but it's taking something away as opposed to as opposed to demanding something new. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and just you know, it's it's. I was gonna say that like, oh, that first level in a new zone is gonna be inherently harder because you're gonna be fighting new stuff, but you're really like often not. No. So no. it's not that. It's just like, um, I mean, the, the second zone you go to where the the you first deal with the uh, the poison mines. Like that's a new mechanic you're dealing with, though. Yeah. Like it's not a new enemy really, um, but you're fighting. You know, this, this, you're dealing with this new mechanic, and like, that's really frustrating when I'm, you know, I'm often going to get poisoned, and I I've reduced my ability to heal here. So. And when we get there, that's probably my favorite poison level in any Souls game. It's pretty good. It's. I, I do. I like, like the, I like the way that you can you have emphasis over it. I think the yeah. boss is a real trash fire, but the uh, mm. I think I like the way that you have you have kind of dominion over the poison. It yeah. just, but I wish I had access. Like I just don't see what that adds. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, what it did to me, what it, what it did for me was give me a half hour chore of firing up YouTube, seeing a guide to get all the Kodama on that level, and then just going through and finding them. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have that Kodama sense charge. Yeah, the, the, the game gotta <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Why didn't you get the drop, Cole? Why didn't, why didn't you win that dice roll? Yeah, God, you have to roll a seventeen, Cole. Why didn't just do it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, also, uh, so I did a search for Kodama plush. Um, all that I'm finding is stuff from princess Mononoke, which is a fine enough movie. However, it is not Damn. the same design. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, don't make it it is a uh, more typical. That's more what Kodama yeah. usually look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about combat. Cause this is the, uh, the big draw here, I feel like. And this is yeah, what yeah. most people, you know, that I've talked to really love about this game. And I also think is good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, because I like character action games. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very fast paced. Yeah, um, there's this huge emphasis on uh, dodging, even though um, there is an emphasis, a weird emphasis on blocking too. Like mm -hmm. if you get hit, you have to block to break the combo. You can't dodge out of a combo. Right. Which is something that's a huge difference with Souls, and that drove me crazy until I got used to it, and then I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, and also, once you get used to it, it works really well. Oh yeah, like yeah. For, for me, it was about realizing. Oh, even though I don't have a shield, my block is incredibly effective. I'm used to you know with a two-handed like weapon. weapon. Yeah, weapon yeah. block being real shitty. No, it's actually really good here. And because of how responsive this is, you can fire off a block or a dodge at just like the last minute or the, not the last minute, the last second of the last frame, and still have it. <laughs> you still have, have sixty work. short seconds. To... <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't AD and D second edition. <laughs> yeah, it's a turn. Um, it's a, you know what I mean. The comment is yeah. really like responsive and crisp, and I I I, I like that. You know, totally. Yeah. Um, uh, especially if you have a high parry stat on your um, weapon, which will 
utterly confuse people because it has nothing to do with actual pairing. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's something you have to unlock, which is, is a, another thing entirely. But the cool thing about the parry is that, and, and I think, uh, uh, Maya, you might have been the first person to tell me this, um, because I was on uh, the Slack kind of saying, like, how the fuck do you parry in this game? What button mm-hmm. is it? You told me it was a skill. And the thing about parrying is that there's less risk to it than a Souls game because when you parry, like an unsuccessful parry will usually block as well. Like you'll lose key, but you won't take – it's not as devastating as a missed parry is in a Souls game. Yeah. You know, if so – If you totally do it wrong, you yeah. really screw it up, you will actually turn your back to an enemy. And oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, that's okay. Thank you, sir. Might I have another? Yeah. I, like Souls has always had partial parries, is what they're called, where you uh, you miss mm-hmm. the actual parry but you don't take damage. But they're mm-hmm. so they're pretty rare. Yeah. Like it, like I think most people just think of them as a glitch. But like Souls have always had partial parries. Um, this it's like the, it defaults to partial parry. It like rounds up in favor of the player. Yeah. When you are mm-hmm. you're parrying, so it makes the the actual like experience of learning to parry much like lower risk and and much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't drop the block button to parry. You press another yeah. button while blocking. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which I really appreciate. Which feels great. <laughs> um, there are a lot of different, uh, they're kind of like broad weapon categories, but within those categories, there are a lot of different weapons. Yeah. And uh, those broad weapon mm-hmm. categories, I think there are, are there six? It's like six or seven, something like that. Yeah, six uh, or seven. Including, including the DLC weapon or not including the DLC weapon? I, I was no thinking idea. not including it because I don't, uh, okay. you know, I haven't played the DLC. No. Okay. But, it's a great uh, <laughs> no, there, there we uh, Essentially. Yeah. Um, there are also bows and guns and cannons as well and, and ranged combat mm-hmm. turns out to be much more important than i initially thought it was yeah it's also really uh, convenient mm-hmm. like you can just pull a shoulder button and then bring out your range weapon yeah yeah it reminds me of the 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 function where how they changed um knives in resident evil 4 oh yeah it's kind mm-hmm. of how range weapons work in this and it's really fast and, and good yeah it's a really apt comparison mm-hmm. and like you absolutely if you can see an enemy like waiting for you it, it is totally a benefit to level your gun or your bow and take them out because a headshot will crit them and often take them out of the uh, take them out of yeah. the upcoming encounter. Yeah. I did that a lot. Even even Oni, even the yokai. Yep. Uh, yeah. Usually you'll you'll stun them and knock them to the ground and take away all their key if you do yeah. that. <laughs> and if you uh if, if you're not you know if you're close enough you can actually just like run up and then do uh, a down attack on them and uh mm-hmm. you know mostly mostly trivialize him as part of the next encounter. Uh, it's really good. The range ninja, uh, ninja the, the can't speak. The range <laughs> ninjutsu and magic is also. Yeah, really yeah. We'll we'll definitely talk about magic when we we get there, which is something that I think is another thing this game does pretty well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but each weapon is governed by a different stat, um, so you ha- kind of have to um, make your choices uh, about how you're going to level up based on which weapons you enjoy using. Um, so mm-hmm. like, you know, every, every single level up is, is, you know, uh, a decision that you're making. Yeah. What yeah. I like it... about this is you have no resistance stat. <laughs> yeah. Every stat is actually useful. <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there's no, there's no dumb stat. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, no dumps. And you're definitely making a build and hybrid builds are encouraged. So you yeah. can be like specialize in a weapon, but also use magic or also use ninjutsu. Um, you know, or uh, emphasize your guardian spirit, which we'll talk about a little bit. Like there are mm-hmm. stats that, uh, you know, they're all useful. They all kind of suggest towards a build. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest things with the combat here is uh, stances. So each weapon has three different stances, high, medium, and low. Um, and knowing kind of when to use these and being able to switch on the fly um, is super useful. Um, I didn't engage with this as 
that often. And I, again, I want to throw this out there that this is not like, oh, this game was hard and I quit. And then I'm going to say I didn't engage with the system. And then people are <laughs> going to say, oh, you didn't engage with the system. No longer. No wonder it was hard. Like medium stance spear got me through 90 percent of everything is like a, is a rock that unlocks almost every window. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like so I didn't I really, really rarely need to do anything different than that. And I don't know if that's like a, a flaw or what that is. Like I could have like been flashier and switched, but I just didn't have to. Um, it's a good weapon. Yeah, yeah. it's like like spear is really really good. Like having that um, mm-hmm. that range advantage makes a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's got so, a good parry of effect sweeping attacks too. Yeah, and and the parry is really good. Like the the parry on the spear mm-hmm. is I don't know if it has a wider window or not, but I was very successful parrying with it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I primarily did swords, um, and I switched stances an awful lot. Um, and like often like in the phase of the battle, like starting out with a high stance, knowing that I would have an advantage on it and then switching to low to dodge and then back to, you know, back to middle when I was going to be more, uh, kind of engaged. Like it was less about which, um, which enemy required, which attacks, but more like what situation. Um, and even, 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 even if I didn't need it, need to, it was more like fidgeting because I just liked that system and wanted to, wanted to really go whole hog with it. And it relates to key pulse when we get to that. But all of the weapons will have a switching the stance along with the key pulse will bring back a ton of key. Yep. So if you are doing the stance dance, you never run out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I, I just did that key with dodging. Is stamina. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if we actually said that. Key is stamina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, um, this also affects like which uh, like, like what area you're going to be able to hit. So there are going to be enemies who will start out standing up, but then they will revert to crawling once you hit them a couple of times. And it benefits you to switch to a lower stance so that your uh, attacks do not like go over their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so high stance is uh, low speed, high power, or low defense for yourself, but high attack power. Low stance uh, gives you lower attack power, but higher speed and higher defense. And the middle is like your your Mario is is your all around. Uh, sort of low makes you dodge really well. Yeah. Mm. Mid makes you block really well. Makes you what really well? I'm sorry. Block. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I made a mistake. High is really good for the yokai mm-hmm. because if you strike their horns, it'll get rid of all of their um, key. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that Titan was stamina. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I used a bow for that. Like I always hit their horns and, and took out their uh, took out their their horns uh, with a with a range attack. Uh, generally, also effective. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so along with the combat here, like this doesn't really fit in with the stance side of this. But enemies can just be out in the world, or they can rise up uh, from this black and white fog called uh, the yokai realm. And we're going to talk about that because that plays very much with the key. Uh, the, 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 the key mechanic. Yeah. 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 Um, so as we mentioned, stand, standima is key and you really don't want to run out. Um, it's not like Mm-mm. in souls yeah, where just, you can be down to zero and it just means you can't dodge. Yeah, You have to walk away <laughs> for a couple yeah. of seconds, uh, to, to, to get just the, the minimum amount of stamina required to, uh, to roll. No, you like, you will <laughs> do like I do after I run a quarter of a mile, which is, you know, put my hands on my knees and breathe heavily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you turn useless. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, true of enemies as well, um, which is really fantastic. Um, the fact mm-hmm. that every every enemy kind of deals with the same, you know, mechanic mm-hmm. that you do, and you can see it as a meter. 
Yeah. So you know when your attacks are draining uh, an enemy's key, you know when they're very low and you might want to press the attack to put them in this vulnerable state where they're like, okay, take a knee, coach, you know, (laughs) or, you know, take to walk it off. Uh, You want to get them in in that as well. And that is so great. I love being able to see the enemy stamina. Yeah. Yeah, because it affects your decision. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it implies the enemies have stamina. Which is another thing mm-hmm. that I wish Dark Souls Three had. Yeah, where they where they just don't, <laughs> and they just it's just an unlimited meter. Like this is this does feel uh, the enemies are governed by the same rules, which is something that I missed. Yeah, from you know mm-hmm. Dark Souls One and Two. Yeah. Um, so this uh this this key is if you're near one of these yokai realms that uh, one of the yokai come from these black and white kind of foggy patches that look really neat. Yeah. Um, then uh, it will be drained. And enemies that stand in this, it will uh, increase their key. Specifically, uh, yokai enemies. Like, yes. re- regular dudes will not. But, like, if you yeah. come across an oni, uh, they will very much try to stand in this uh, in this area and create new ones um, in order to yes. press their advantage. It regenerates their key and slows your key regeneration. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of, like, uh, bosses all kind of do something with this. Like, the bosses um, will create these areas. It's kind of this form of mild area denial. Uh, that mm-hmm. they do that you have to uh, engage with because you can get rid of these realms by doing uh, this key pulse. Um, and a key pulse is something uh, after you swing your weapon, um, you will see this kind of glowing energy, uh, uh, kind of concentric uh, around your character. And when it reaches its, its apex, you uh, you hit a button and that key pulses. Yeah. And uh, this mm-hmm. will kind of uh, increase your key. You'll get back uh, most of the stamina you lost uh, for that attack and you will uh, dispel any uh, yokai realms near you yeah. and you can eventually tie this to a bunch of different actions you can yeah. make this happen when you dodge you can make this happen when you switch stances yeah um uh, this goes back to what you're saying about pairing though that there is a perfect key pulse and then there's the not perfect and i do perfect like one out of five times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but still it's worth trying and you know so con- confirm this for me, Maya, if you can. Different weapons or different weapon types have different windows for when the key will gather and, you know, the optimal time to, to you know, to hit that button, right? As far as I can tell. Also, stance seems to affect it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, figuring out what the actual <laughs> what the actual um, window on that is uh, really feels good. I love the system mm-hmm. so much. Um, this, is, this is great because it's another thing to add on to the rhythm. Like... Um, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but it feels a little bit like adding the kick drum to regular drums and rock band. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like it's just something else to keep track of and really, really fun when you actually hit it in that, like it does, you know, I'll, I'll be a hypocrite here. It does, you know, reward this kind of sustained perfection with the ability to press further and press harder. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Like it is, uh, it is a really, really fantastic system. I think. I think that the, uh, uh, you know, the the problems I have with this game almost entirely deal with what I'm facing, mm-hmm. not with what I'm doing. Like what I'm doing is fun and cool. Yeah. For the most part. Um. So like this, this once you learn this, it's really, really satisfying. Mm-hmm. And even kind of getting that weapon. So even though I mostly used, like I, I switched stance from time to time, but I exclusively used the spear when I played. Um. Even mastering that and getting the range and everything is really satisfying, and it's probably the most fun part of the game for yeah. me. Like feeling like, oh, like yeah. I'm I'm very good with this weapon uh, and can kind of do really cool things with it is satisfying, you know. And like I, I will I give that a a, a big big ups, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think it needs to continue 
But at least at first it does that thing I've heard you say you like a lot, Gary, of because the bosses are dropping constant yokai realms, they're kind of teaching you you need to be key pulsing. Yeah. Of course, then it continues in every boss fight and kind of loses <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just in regular enemies is the, the big thing. Like the bosses, you know, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have uh, – if I if I could have when I quit this game, if I could have just continued the rest of it as a boss rush, I probably would have tried it. Yeah. You know, it's just – you know, just fighting the the same mm-hmm. same guys ten thousand times is what killed it for me. Yeah, um, and and the level design and, and the story. But the um, <laughs> like as far as like you know, killing my desire to move forward. You yeah, know? yeah. But the bosses like at least have a new twist on stuff. Like that's where they hit their variety. Yeah, yeah. just give yeah. it all the sugar. Yeah, it's the yeah. It's a. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I don't think those things are good. I, I can't lie about it. Like, I don't. I think those things are pretty bad. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's too it's it's too specific uh, kind of drives, right? Like, yes, this feels amazing in your hands. Um, I think Dark Souls Three also feels very good in the hands. Um, but mm-hmm. the, but the, the 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 counteracting drive in in Neo that isn't satisfied is the desire for novelty, which yeah. outside mm-hmm. of the bosses isn't really isn't really stimulated, right? Yeah, is is not it's mm-hmm. it's very similar. Um, a closer comparison than Dark Souls Three would be Chalice Dungeons. Oh yeah, where yeah. the people who I know who like Chalice mm-hmm. Dungeons, they just care about engaging with more Bloodborne. They don't give a shit about any other part. Yeah, I, I like Chalice Dungeons. Yeah. I feel like this is Chalice Dungeons done right. Okay, this this is better than Chalice Dungeons. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Similar in that like. <laughs> Uh, all I care about is moving my little Bloodborne guy around. Yeah. Like if I'm moving, if I'm controlling William with this move set, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Right. I just think it's fun to move him around. And I'm just, that's not just not enough for me where I don't care about what's over the next hill. You know, like that, even in Dark Souls 3, <laughs> which like is very satisfying in my hands, like at least I got to go to a new zone with like mm-hmm. cool, creepy storytelling and like new design monsters and shit. Yeah. Uh, this just doesn't do that. Like it's not interested in that. Um, and that ended up being ultimately the thing that like killed the momentum. Yeah, you know. So I, those I started that as a way of giving this a back backhand, you know, a compliment, which is that like <laughs> the actual controlling my dude is very good. So these systems are pretty fiddly, and it takes a while to you know kind of get on top of them and really you know use them to your advantage. Something the game gives you right away, which is very strange for a Souls game, is kind of a limit break. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, these these guardian spirits. Yeah. Uh, that you have. So after you, uh, when you do character creation in the dojo after your first mission, um, you pick a guardian spirit, and these are ghost animals. They kind of mm-hmm. hang around uh, near you. They give you these kind of uh, static buffs to your to your stats mm-hmm. and everything, um, and then you get these limit break attacks once you fill up this meter. Um, if, if, you fill up, uh, if your spirit is up, and it, it lists what the requirements are, but I usually I didn't mm-hmm. I wasn't heavy spirit user. Okay. So I didn't mm. usually I, I didn't usually have the benefits of my guardian spirit other than the living weapon. Yeah, like and, and like that specifically the if your spirit's up you get uh more kind of advantage from the uh from, from the static benefits, if that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So th- there are builds for it. Like I watch mm-hmm. people online and like you can really emphasize this if you want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you get this thing called living weapon which is uh your guardian spirit uh kind of um you know, forges with you. Merges with you. That's the word. I, was. I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say muses. Um, <laughs> kind of merges with you and uh, kind of combines you. So instead of having a life meter and a, a key meter, you have, kind of have one big omni meter that functions as a like a time limit, a stamina meter, and your life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It goes down instead of your your life. It goes down when you attacks. It, go, it kind of goes down on its own, and you do tons of damage and you don't take health damage during yeah. this. 
Yeah. So but if you do avoid the enemy attacks, you can do the difference between yes. taking off ten percent of its life to taking off a quarter or a third of its life. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking about bosses. Yeah, this is incredibly useful for bosses. A uh, great deal of the guides that you're going to see for bosses, because you know I'm I'm, I'm a weak beta boy. Um, <laughs> he will say like, "Hey, hey, use your living your living weapon." The, the, it only recharges on kills. So what this would end up being is instead of just making a boss run, my boss run would involve okay, well I have to call my guardian back, which you know we can talk about with the shrines or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we can say that there. If you die with your guardian spirit, it will be at your at, at your soul pile. Um, at your, at mm-hmm. your grave, you have to go and get it back. So, like, okay, I need to get my guardian spirit back, and then I need to go kill enough things to get my living weapon back for this attempt because it is a huge advantage, and it felt just a just, just a smidge grindy to me, which makes sense because, like I said, it is a huge advantage, but um, it does kind of mess with the incentives for things like boss runs. Yeah, I think yeah. it's hits and kills do more. Okay, because most of the boss runs I would do, I wouldn't kill anything on the way back to it. Okay. And yet, I would be able to use my living weapon multiple times in one of my attempts where I was dying a lot. Yeah, and I'm positive that there is some kind of stat or build or weapon perk that I that I could have used that I didn't that would have sped that up or would have made recharging a living weapon within a boss fight uh, possible or more likely for uh, me. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. <laughs> I- I, I generally use it to finish off bosses. Yeah, like if yeah. I got them down to that last <laughs> yeah. like fifteen ten percent, I'd be like, okay, I don't want to risk anything, and I would just use it. But it didn't. Uh, I didn't emphasize it. No, you know, no. either. So it's it is very very useful though, and like, um, yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool idea. Yeah, you know, and, and within a level, like you can use this to you know dust up some of those enemies that won't respawn, so those kind of act like mid bosses. Um, yeah. uh, in, in addition, it has an ultimate attack. Yes. Well, empty whatever remaining bar you have on your living weapon and do something depending on what spirit you're using. Yeah, yeah. I, I never use the ultimate attack. I just kind of hammered away the, the attack generally, and it, it was adequate for yeah. our purposes. I forgot that there was an ultimate attack. <laughs> I always used it right before the bar was completely out. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you could be forgiven for forgetting because it tells you this, but again, we're. I feel like we're probably... Like thirty percent through the systems of Neo at this point in the episode, like we we have a lot more. Like this game is is that's all the, the systems on systems on systems. So you have to remember a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And it, it presents a, it gives you a lot of information in that first dojo mission, and it kind of expects you to go back and do more of them. Um, yeah, and I, and I hated going to the dojo. <laughs> like yeah. I thought it was super boring. So like I would do it when I wanted to unlock new ninja magic and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be able to use magic, so I went and did the dojo mission. But I thought they were really boring. Yeah. So they're boring, was... but they're quick, pretty painless, <laughs> and the rewards are well worth. Yeah, the rewards um, are really good. They are quick. I just, I just wanted if if you if with my like what I wanted to see was more cool new stuff. You know, <laughs> like taking a five minute break to go look yeah. at the dojo again was really you know. Not appealing. Weirdly, you some know of the also sucks. Good. Forty hours into the game, and they're like, "Go do a tutorial mission." <laughs> that, that's one hundred percent true. And some of the things, it's just them kind of doling out the. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Let It Die, where like they're doling out these mechanics that I wish were either maybe presented in a way that was less fiddly, so they could be uh, present presented from the beginning. Because like mm-hmm. hiding, you know, magic and ninjutsu didn't feel, you know, having that be something you unlock, you know. 15% through the game didn't feel like it added a whole lot to me. I think it, they only did that because you, otherwise you'd be so overwhelmed mm-hmm. 
with things. And it's like, well, maybe if, you know, you didn't have this like loot system and this like these other fiddly systems, you could have these base verbs yeah. available from the start, you know? I was also pretty overwhelmed regardless of what they did. <laughs> yeah, and no, no one is going to blame you, but you actually can start putting, you know, ninja and magic in like right away. Yeah, yeah. If you read the menus, but I mean, there's so many systems, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, there, and I guess I should clarify, you're right about that, but there are ones, uh, there are magics that you don't get to unlock until you do certain tutorials, yeah. right? Uh, same with weapon skills. Yeah. 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 So there, there'd be things where I, like, I could, like, I could get, like, the real basic. I think I got the super basic, like, water debuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but I, you know, I was working towards, because my, my friend Will, who reviewed this for the EV Club, who loaned me the copy of it, was playing it. And he's just like, yeah, when you get to bosses that you really hate, uh, use the slow spell because it breaks the game. And I was like, great, I want to break the game. Um, <laughs> so I was trying to work towards getting that. I never ended up actually getting it because I never got whatever unlocked it. Um, you know, it would give you, yeah. it would give you the name of a mission. It's like, this is unlocked after a phantom of the, the twilight or something. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck's a phantom of the twilight? Like, I don't, <laughs> where do I find that? What is it? You know, I didn't, I didn't know what I had to do to actually unlock the thing, yeah. but there were other, uh, other I- magics I couldn't get. Yeah, I found more useful the uh, one that reduces an enemy's key, kind of mm. like slow, but it does it to their key. Nice. And the duels were kind of the hardest thing for me, but most of those duels become much easier when the person's constantly running out of key because you're hitting them with a the magic. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Weirdly, those dojos were some of the uh, places where I saw enemies from further uh, from further on in the game. Mm. Um, so similar, uh, to that and also some of the side missions, like doing one of the side missions in the first, uh, kind of undead village area was where I saw the spinning wheel. Um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then doing the, uh, doing the mission to get the, uh, to get the slow spell because I got similar advice, uh, from my, um, was, um, <laughs> was where I saw these jumping umbrella, uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which were, yeah. which were fun and goofy. Yeah, I, I I don't like the wheel, but the umbrella guys are fine. <laughs> the um, so uh, moving on to different uh, currencies and and stats and such here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so moving uh, the little slider went to thirty seven percent on systems. Um, so uh, you have your different stats as you mentioned. Amrita is traded to boost your stats, similar to souls, kind of leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, these affect these attributes like damage, health, um, and govern your ability uh, with these different weapon types you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it also like affects the, 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 the amount to which you gain familiarity with weapons, which we'll talk about. Um, yes. it's super cool to actually not just have that be, um, to not have a stat just govern the way William changes, but actually to make, um, to make your weapons, uh, work better. Um, keeping mm-hmm. those two things in mind actually kind of worked for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fine. Yep. Like, um, yeah. You have you have different skill trees you can you can bring up like we've talked about so samurai ninja and uh, onmyo uh, samurai does uh, it's like your combat weapon abilities uh, melee mm-hmm. or sometimes uh, does samurai work with ranged as well or is that just ninja I'm pretty sure it's just ninja yeah um, I, yeah your samurai thing is just the, it's like six different slots for the six <laughs> different weapons yeah 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 and it depends there aren't really ranged skills other than yeah. the magic and ninjutsu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ninja gives you kind of a consumable damage causing uh, weapons like shuriken or poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like and that. some of those mm-hmm. are boost as well. I think there's some some buffs yeah, as yeah. well in there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and then Omeo is your magic. Uh, like you create these different talisman uh, that you can use to, uh, you know, buff or actually just use like a, you know, like a, like a soul missile, uh, except with yeah. uh, different, uh, different elements and such. Yeah. And, and something most players will probably miss, I wouldn't blame them, is your backstab existence in the digital tree. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I, I had no idea. Huh. That's where backstab lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just thought that Thanks. wasn't there. Thank you. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so a bunch of the things that I think that are, uh, to my mind, are like should be kind of baked out of the box or things you have to put points into, uh, which, you know, kind of goes back into what we were talking about, let it die. So some of the things under the samurai umbrella, uh, um, you have to you have to put points into such as like, you know, kicking, grappling, parrying, um, doing a key blast on your dodge or a key blast on your stance change are all things you have to put skill points into. Yeah. Um, which, uh, we didn't really mention this, but it is different than your stat points. Yes. Skill points are, uh, you find them either as consumable items or they, you get them on, uh, do you get them just kind of on level up or is it all consumable items? Where do you get skill points from in this? Uh, skill points are actually, it's a little bit like Final Fantasy 2 or Oblivion where like by fighting, you will gain samurai skills. Okay. Um, and by yes. using, uh, ninja-like weapons, you get ninja, uh, and then Omeo by using the basic stuff that you get, you, you get that there. So like you, you, you use the muscle and then it gets stronger. And also, and, but. And, and, any stat. Yeah. Raising yeah. any stat will give you two skill points of the appropriate related. Ah, cool. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I thought there was, a, I knew there was a stat connection. So there's yeah. three different ways: stats, um, using the thing, and then finding consumables. Yeah, that's how you're going to find these skills. Yeah. Um, so a bunch of these skills, I wish that they were just kind of part of the game. Yeah. And you know, and consequently, wish the things I was putting points into were kind of cooler than they were. Like I kept feeling like I was getting back to, you know, getting back to normal, like getting back to base. Yeah. Yeah, with ease. Specifically, like the kick in order to, you know, manage crowds or the grapple. Like grappling isn't like. D and D three or whatever grappling is like when an enemy is downed or staggered, like it is a super high powered attack that you can execute with your with your strong weapon or with your mm -hmm. strong attack, um, which is which is great because it gives you some immunity and it takes down the health uh, a great deal. Like you want to have that in your arsenal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's and then also obviously a bunch of barehanded stuff, especially in the ninjutsu tree. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's probably people out there that do a barehanded build, but I couldn't imagine. It's a cool idea. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I wonder I imagine if you if you had that maxed out, you would it would look pretty cool. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't sought it out or anything. Yeah. Um the uh and then as we mentioned, some of those skills are only available to put points into once you've done certain dojo training missions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and then prestige, so subsystem B of And there's requirements. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's for some of the dojo missions you'll have to have for say gotten at least 10,000 proficiency points with weapons yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or uh, like have 10 spirit in order to do a certain Onmyo mission to get a certain talisman mm -hmm. uh, that will let you beat more bosses than you otherwise should. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so subsystem B of like subparagraph four, um, <laughs> prestige. So uh, prestige points are uh, this kind of way the game works in in-game achievements. So if you do certain things that are kind of achievement worded, um, you get prestige points. Uh, prestige points, it's kind of like this, it's not like a slot machine, but it presents three different options and whichever one you choose kind of gets wiped out. Um, and these are very, very minor advantages. Yeah. Um, that build that up and become incredible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it definitely like it, it will stack up. Um, I, like I, I, you know, again, like mileage may vary. I hated this like so much because it's so like, 
just another menu I have to check <laughs> to like, and it, I've got so many of these ways to incrementally improve my character, you know? So getting these little perks, like it felt a lot like, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very related to like the dragon age versus Baldur's gate, like weapon progression thing. Hmm. They talk about a lot where like in dragon age, it's like, Oh, 0.23 fire damage on crits. Great. You know, whereas <laughs> something like Baldur's gate where it's like, Oh, this does, you know, two, you know, two extra damage and pushes somebody back. And it has like a real concrete noticeable effect. Yeah. Like a meaningful change. Like none of these changes felt meaningful. They perhaps got meaningful in aggregate, but it just became another thing I had to fiddle with, like the menu, like the blacksmith, like, you know, the uh, the weapons uh, uh, kind of forging and everything that could slowly incrementally kept me on this curve. Yeah. You know, like nothing ever felt like, man, I'm I did this and now I feel noticeably cooler. Yeah. You know, everything other than those skills that just got me kind of basic, you know, to the base level just always felt like it kept me at the, you know, at the midpoint of the wave, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like mm -hmm. erosion. Yeah. Like reverse erosion, <laughs> like a calcium, like I'm building a stalactite, <laughs> you know? I, I, I get it. But for me, it was kind of like the, you, you get a mocha and they're like, you want whipped cream? And I'm like, oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> you, you want some cement? Oh, okay. Because you just go in there and if there's options, you take them and otherwise you don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, I weirdly really treated this like uh, like credit card rewards. Like, okay, well, uh -huh. I don't make decisions based on this, but occasionally I'm able to buy a game on Amazon. Like, yeah, it's like frequent flyer <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like I can taste and... it. You know, it's, it's <laughs> now like... we've proven we're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it was it was more like um, instead of like cinnamon, which like I can taste in a latte, it was more like when you go and you get a smoothie, and they're like. Would you like us to put half a teaspoon of protein powder into it, you know, or something like that? It's like, well, like, you know, like I get that that's good for me. I'm not going to taste it, and I'm not going to be stronger after I have that. You know, it's a um... yeah. But by end game build, I mean, I'm getting like plus twenty five percent up on things and stuff like that. So for sure, it, like it, it ends up accruing. Yeah. yeah, by the end of the game, it is a meaningful thing. It's just so mm -hmm. uh, so gradual getting there. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't think the game tells you about this. Um, I just stumbled across the menu because I saw it as a menu item and tried it. Yeah. I was like, what does this mean? Mm. And like checked it out. But I don't remember the game ever telling me this was a thing. Yeah. It's a menu that you, yeah, it's a menu. There, there, there's a moment where they tell you. Yeah. It's no. like, it's like in the, in the demon village or whatever, but like, it'll be a menu that you open up and it'll give a tooltip saying, Hey, as you, as you fulfill these requirements, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get these points. Hmm. Yeah, I, I prefer it to a regular achievement system because at least you're getting something mm. right. So it's yeah. not just like I get to brag to my friends that I killed <laughs> 10 yokai with with headshots. Right. Like it, it's yeah. it's at least a meaning, you know, not meaningful upgrade, like but it's at least a an in-game upgrade. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's endemic to the game as opposed to part of the platform. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Uh, I think if someone's been maxing for it, it encourages you to do variety so that you're hitting more of those kind of achievements. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so somebody somebody who would like specifically be looking for different ways to play this game. I could I could see that mm -hmm. also being a being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about gear. Let's do because mm -hmm. this is this is huge. Um, because you are going to find a ton of gear, uh, and you're going to churn through gear like crazy. Again, similar to Let It Die. Mm -hmm. uh, both of these have a, a you know it's satisfying to talk about these in a pair um, because mm -hmm. most of this gear that you're going to get has uh, randomized stats and abilities. So this is where the uh, Diablo uh, style um, uh, comparison comes through um, something including notable. Including set bonuses. <laughs> Inclu including what? I'm sorry. 
set bonuses. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. set bonuses. Set. So yeah, if you if you, like, if yeah, you yeah. wear a matching mm-hmm. outfit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can dig that. Um, but um, something they took out of the uh, the betas was durability. So you're not going to be uh, kind of burning through equipment like you would in Let It Die. Yeah. Well, weapons still have it. Oh, weird! I never noticed that. If you're changing weapons so often. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it may as may as well not have it. Um, uh, yeah. I so noticed we... because I kept powering up a weapon. Yeah. Um, so this is this is going to take a lot of kind of uh, uh, you're going to spend a lot of time doing this, mm-hmm. and kind of managing m- managing this and like the um, so I I didn't I didn't didn't care for this whole lot. I know people who really really like fiddling with it, you mm-hmm. know, as a thing. For me, it just became you know again kind of a fiddliness that I was not not interested in. Um, the uh, so and a lot of times like just kind of in menus. There, like something about the menu system in this game. Like whenever I was looking at a menu, I was like, "Make this end." Like mm-hmm. probably because the combat stuff was good. You know, I wanted to get back mm-hmm. to the fun action game I was playing. Um, so uh, one of the things you're looking at when you're doing this is equipment uh, weight uh, that you have, because this is going to affect your movement speed and kind of more importantly your key usage and kind of recovery rate. So you can kind of mm-hmm. do uh, similar to Souls, where you have a light, medium, and heavy build. It's more granular than that, mm-hmm. but uh, you still have to be cognizant of it in the same way. I love the way you, they, they they teach you about the the equipment weight, or at least uh, show it most most strongly. So uh, something we didn't talk about, but like when you find uh, certain weapon caches or certain pickups, there will be um, kind of audio logs associated with them. Uh, most of these end up being like, oh, the threat is so bad. Uh, this person who died woke up and they were a monster. Like it just repeat that ad nauseum. There was one in the first uh, in the first real area in Japan, the you know the demon village. Um, <laughs> that's like, oh, the, the equipment is so heavy, I can't move. Why did I do this? And it is this incredibly high stat gold neo armor um, that you mm-hmm. can like. You know, if you fall for the trap and put it on, your character is not ready to have something that heavy on, and then you immediately demonstrate to yourself. <laughs> uh it, you know through through mechanics what that character went through um i think that's actually kind of cool i, I wore the helmet gloves so <laughs> yeah like you, you can pepper it in but like if you're like oh i'm gonna be a fucking tank now uh no actually like the system cuts the other way too mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> um you gain uh this the stack called familiarity with items and it's not uh, classifications of weapons it's actual individual weapons yeah so with mm-hmm. this one soldier's spear i've gained familiarity with it um they have uh kind of limits to this this is like a uh you know 50 of 200 mm-hmm. you know increases mm-hmm. as it kind of goes up you get different kind of stats and abilities uh for them and at a certain point you reach a ceiling um, and that is when you're encouraged to switch to a new weapon and kind of grandfather in the best parts of your old weapon into the new weapon mm-hmm. that you have. It does increase the ability, the damage of the particular weapon. You have to yeah. max it out. It becomes much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to keep it maxed out, mm-hmm. but you also eventually will stop getting more powerful with it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you can get more powerful through stats and everything, but you will find more, you'll find better weapons. So you just start that kind of small loop again of gaining that familiarity with this, like, oh, this is a commander's spear, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you also gain more Emerita if you sacrifice a weapon uh, that has high familiarity. Um, and that is a system we're going to talk about later. Um, also, somebody might write in or tweet at us about this. This is also tied into, and correct me if I'm wrong, my, um, but um, uh, certain beliefs of Shintoism, where um, even inanimate objects have a spirit of them and the bond between a person and that object will will grow uh, and that spirit will will go stronger uh by that interaction right so like this is this is justified in um it feels super insulting to say this but the mythology right uh, no it's it's correct i mean that's the whole concept behind these heirloom swords and weapons and families is that yeah, yeah. Mm. the family spirits and ancestors watch over that weapon because of the familiarity they built up from using it okay mm. yeah so you're, you're fine about that. You're okay. not. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so weapons have different kind of effective levels. Uh, so there's a shorthand to see kind of how powerful it is. Um, even if they have the same names, you can have a higher level soldier spear than a lower level one. And that doesn't look at mm -hmm. familiarity, which governs so much of how powerful a weapon will be. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of like grandfathering in, uh, reducing, you know, kind of sluicing your weapons into new weapons we'll talk about in the blacksmith section in subsection 48.7 of <laughs> systems of this game. But for now, just like if you're just picking up things to use, you know, this is how it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are going to get to the blacksmith, but just to give people my two cents to why inventory management wasn't a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. You pick something up, there's a symbol, you'll learn it when you get to the blacksmith. Of mm -hmm. whether it has an ability that can be passed off to another uh, weapon. That can be passed on if you have max familiarity. So if it does, you press the square button. That locks it so that when you go to sell, it won't get sold. If it doesn't, don't press the square button. Oh, well. Just, yeah, just yeah. glance real quick. Anything that has that symbol, bam, hit it. And then if it ends up being where you end up going through several stages and you never get around to max gas familiarity, who cares? Put press square, lose it. And that way, when you go to the blacksmith, all you do is you say, Disassemble all or sell all, and anything you hit square on won't get sold. Oh, and that's all you have to worry about. Yeah, so you yeah, just go it, through and like bookmark certain items. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. doesn't take long, but it you're not. I don't blame you for hating doing it. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> take a whole lot. It reminds me. It's it's real similar to a lot of the systems in this game, though, where like there's a way to get around the odious part, and then mm -hmm. I have to ask, like, what is this adding? You know, so this this kind of like fiddling with it, like, you know, so I, I this is this is actually like there are some, you know, like I didn't change stances a lot. I fully engaged with this by the, you know, by the time I quit the game, like I was doing this. I had my weapon. I was, uh, you know, doing what you're talking about. Like I would go through all the weapons, hit square, you know, lock them, sell everything else, you know, that I didn't want um, was going through and giving these like new traits or new uh, kind of special perks to my weapons. Um, it was still. Uh, one, it still had that Dragon Age problem where those perks like tended mm -hmm. to be, you know, plus, uh, you know, two percent gold when fighting yokai. You know, they were like non-meaningful, not fun, fun perks that might be great in aggregate yeah. over the course of mm -hmm. a game, but individually didn't feel worth my time uh, to do. Mm -hmm. Like, just didn't feel cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> what you're looking for is the small numbers RPG equivalent of this. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I, I, or like I mean, like. You know, again, not to, you know, the comparison has to be made where it's like in Dark Souls, when I infuse a weapon with an elemental type, it's it's simpler. It's like less fiddly than this, but it's yeah. just like, oh, this makes a difference that I can immediately see and feels different and like works. Yeah. You know, or like if I if I increase this weapon from plus two to plus three, that's a, that's some extra damage and I get it yeah. and it feels meaningful <laughs> and good, you know, yeah. 
and these these little things that eventually I could come up with ways to manage my annoyance uh, with them never got into the positive. Yeah. It just got closer to even. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The, I, the the other comparison that 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 should be made, especially if somebody is coming to this with a souls like mindset, is that in Dark Souls, each individual weapon has the potential to have a different move set um, kind of attached mm-hmm. to it, right? So it will actually articulate, you know, spatially in the world quite differently. You know, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. movesets are pretty much tied to both your stances and to you know the weapon type or the category that it fits into. So like, if you have chosen a lane, there's not going to be a tremendous amount of variance unless there is you know stuff that is added in uh, further on uh, down the line that is endemic to the weapons that you pick up and not just a new skill that you that you know that you get. Like it is yeah. a, it is a different um, a different kind of thing that a different visual or you know mechanical reward that you get. Um, uh, you know, by picking something up, it, it is very, you can pick up something for a chance that you might be able to add a trait of it to your, your current weapon, or it might have a higher ceiling if you do this kind of homework and make this your new thing to build up the familiarity. Like you, you get chances at incremental change, Yeah, you know? So in aggregate, like, I think it does make a difference, like, but in an individual level, when I'm making the choices, it didn't feel meaningful and good like it does in like a small numbers RPG or Souls or like Final Fantasy Tactics or Baldur's Gate or one of these games where I'm making role playing game decisions that feel like they have a big impact on my character and move set. You know, it, it was kind of like what if we made the Bloodborne prom bars? Yeah, you go out of your way and it's like oh another chalice dungeon material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like uh, Blood Gems have a, have kind of a similar problem. Oh, very similar mm-hmm. to Blood Gems. Like, like the idea of like this, you know, when you would go through chalices and be like, oh, this version of this weapon has a different Blood Gem configuration. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. is just, it is impossible for me to get excited about that. Yeah. You know, and that kind of feeling cool or feeling like good about my avatar getting more powerful is a big part of the reason why I want to engage with RPG systems. You know, so mm-hmm. if this wasn't, if this didn't have those, if it was just a character action game where I had all of these kind of things unlocked from the front, I think it would be, for to my mind, and like, this is, I'm not speaking for anybody else because this game was very successful, but to my mind would be stronger because those things were detrimental. Yeah. Like having to spend that time in the menus, having to kind of learn these systems for what felt like a really, really minor reward interfered with my enjoyment of the game. It didn't increase it, you know? Yeah. So, and like, at least that's where, where I was at with these things. I also really like the idea of like having a weapon and being like, this is my weapon. You know, that Mm -hmm. familiarity system is very cool but it's so undercut by this constant churn. You know, it's a weird thing where you have a stat called familiarity that's really worth engaging with, but you kind of have, you're going to just find better new stuff that you're going to give up. Old, you know, old Stabby <laughs> is going to get thrown <laughs> thrown in the corner and, and, and you know, eaten up somehow. Like, you know, and that just, it just felt inevitable. Yeah. Before we move off familiarity, there's just another little side benefit. You probably noticed when you first go to a new shrine that you get some Amrita right away. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's based on the familiarity of the equipment you're wearing. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And that could be yeah. huge, actually. Like, that was... Just so we don't get, you know... <laughs> yeah, so no, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate yes, you I watching my that. Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, that can be huge. Like, that, like, that is sometimes the difference between um, being able to level up or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but like big thumbs up for that. Thank you for letting me know that that is what that was attached to because I was very baffled when it didn't happen. I came to uh, I came to expect it. I was accustomed. Yeah. <laughs> you should always get some the first time you find one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, along with gear, uh, your consumables are incredibly important. So like, try not to forget them. You know, we, we kind of always say that, like we said that about Bloodborne. We said that about Dark Souls three. I think that it is just a thing about these games that, um, I, I fall into complacency trying to hoard things. Um, but here, mm. you know, like most of your, uh, skills or two thirds of the skill trees that you can access, um, are about creating these consumable items and you want to be able to, uh, you want to be comfortable with divesting yourself of them. Yeah, and there's there's a wide array. Yeah, yeah the the ninjutsu and onyo, they restore my Gaskets box. Yeah, yeah. So they create a consumable, but it restores every time. But the other ones, you know, now absolutely not. And uh, what helped me a lot on that is that you can't access your uh, storage storehouse, which is like Bloodborne storage box or Dark Souls storage box. Yep. You can't access it in a mission. So yeah. it kind of became, uh, well, this is the max I can use in this mission anyway. And it kind of actual motivated me to use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, also, stones. Like, I, I really mm. relied on stones, especially when I was out of uh, arrows. And draw bullets. aggro. Yeah, yeah. In order mm. to uh, yeah, do that. Like, for some reason, that, uh, that, like, that worked for me very well. Um, so you can deal with this glut um, uh, in one way at these shrines, uh, this glut of these items, by sacrificing your unwanted gear um, uh, at the shrines for Amrita. Um, and occasionally as you do this, I have no idea what this is tied to, but you get a consumable item. So this was one of my primary sources of like extra elixirs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that definitely helps with the, uh, I still got to the point where elixirs got kind of scarce mm -hmm. for me. Mm. Um, but this, this helps with that for yeah. sure. Like if you're just, if you're constantly churning your, your old equipment, you'll get a lot of elixirs, you know, mm -hmm. which is, which is great. Um, and so that, that kind of a little bit ameliorates the, you know, the, the Kadama reset thing of just having, you know, being reset to the three or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the blacksmith, um, moving on to the last, the second to last section on systems. Um, <laughs> you're making that sound like a failing of me making the notes as no, opposed no, to the I, game I'm, for I'm, having I'm, them. I, I, no, I, I 100% want it to be a failing on Neo's part. Like, <laughs> okay. like I'm never going to take an opportunity to cast shade at you, Cole, <laughs> one of my best friends, when I can cast shade at this game. So, okay. yeah. I, I did warn you we could spend 10 hours on systems. Oh, you certainly <laughs> did. Unfortunately, yeah. we, we, we spent just, uh, j j just shy of, you know, um, you know, two hours. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is, uh, it is real dense um so the blacksmith um once you you get access to this uh senji uh tomei's blacksmith shop uh from the region map where mm -hmm. eventually you can head to this um this acts as a store um so you can buy i don't know why you'd ever buy weapons here it feels like the weapons i was finding were always better but you know this is where i bought arrows and, yeah. uh, and bullets and stuff um you can break items down to their core components because there's a crafting system yeah uh, so the, um, <laughs> where you can forge him new gear because <laughs> yeah. uh, this game needs another way to be able to make gear uh, when every enemy is literally a pinata of trash um, trash that you can um, turn into materials to make divine weapons so you, which you can then make endgame stuff yeah. like they were playing like this guy or something like it is, <laughs> <laughs> um man the um so uh you and that, i never did any actual crafting um the thing i did do was soul matching um mm. which is where you uh if you find a new lower level of a weapon that has better base stats you can feed your high level weapon into it to kind of increase its level up to the high level yeah 
And mm-hmm. this has a, a way of grandfathering in kind of those special traits and perks. With the inheritance, it's not weapon specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. you have an ability that's on a spear that you really like. You're like, I want that on my sword. You can do that. You can also do it with armor and stuff, too, which I, I mm-hmm. forgot. But, mm-hmm. And yeah. th- those are a little bit more meaningful than the weapons ones because, like, the, you know, plus. 10% gold drops only from the specific enemy never got me excited. But like mm-hmm. the, the armor one, the ones that are like movement speed yeah. and stuff like things I felt mm-hmm. that like could be actually useful. Yeah. Like you could in something that, that I did because I was really, you know, not, not annoyed by it, but like I, I noticed a drag on my abilities because of yokai realms. Like, like that is a special mm-hmm. ability that is tied to some gear that you can maximize and bring down is the ability to ameliorate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also there a prestige are... ability. Hmm. yeah yeah um prestige is another currency which you'll have to talk to us about by because uh, we we don't are another currency because i didn't really you know the uh or there was a prestige ability i was thinking of honor or uh glory oh, glory glory, yeah. glory yeah. prestige we, we, and we glory probably, we should probably hit off glory before we finish system just get out of the way and yeah don't unlock it until you get the tea house yeah we'll, we'll, we'll do that once we, once we get to uh before a multiplayer yeah that'll yeah that'll be a multiplayer yeah this, this game, this thesaurus, what shaped like a game? <laughs> oh, do you mean it was honor? No, no, glory. Prestige? Oh, no, no. It was uh, intuitiveness. You... Oh, gumption. Yeah, gumption. See, that's the thing. I didn't engage with the gumption mechanic. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't do the gumption system. Oh, yeah. No, no wonder. Um, so the uh, that's uh, the whole secret. <laughs> <laughs> the secret. The secret was elbow grease. My my team my team playerness is through the roof. I get a plus two three percent uh, thrust damage from side attacks. Um, so the uh, you can also uh, reforge uh, weapons to kind of uh, get rid of a weapon effect on a weapon and mm-hmm. get new ones, and you can lock these in similar to how you deal with the inventory in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, this gives you a random mm-hmm. one, and the more you do this, the more it costs. Yeah. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a dice roll. Um, you might get something cool, you might not, and you yeah. kind of keep rolling the dice until you get something good, which also feels Diablo-y, like, a, <laughs> it's like the Diablo gambler. And you can't save stuff. No, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some way to do so, uploading your save to the, you know, I'm sure you can, but yeah, you know, yeah. back up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely something where, um, also this is a, uh, this is a, its own currency as well. It's like spirit metal or spirit steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Like bringing the currency count in this game up to five, I think. Um, uh, yeah. uh, you're gonna have to cover Marvel Heroes eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <Give> face. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about Let It Die. Like again, these are very strangely paired uh, mm-hmm. in lots of ways. Um, you can also refashion items. Like if you like the way a, per- a particular piece of armor or a particular weapon looks, you can say, "I want it to look like that." And then just have different stats on something that looks different. So if it's you cheap, and I loved the fashion souls. Oh yeah, I always looked like however I wanted to look, which is uh, <laughs> perfect, right? Especially especially when each individual item is so you know so barely different than the other. You could end up mm-hmm. like if you're trying to maximize this, looking like a you know goddamn clown. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, if you just engage with this, you can look however you want, which is important to a lot of people. Um, same thing uh, mm-hmm. with the haircut option. Like you can get your haircut mm-hmm. at the blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. I do not remember when the haircut unlocked. Maybe you guys do. Uh, I I didn't. I know uh, it was locked for a long time. It's like it's it, it's so hidden by dialogue. I think uh, with with Tome, but could be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so there is, I mean, there are people, the, the fashion stuff in this was not something that generally, like, drew me a whole bunch, but yeah. it's cool that they, they recognize it, you know? Yeah. Like, um, that is an additional system that doesn't bug me. Like, you know, let me let me customize my look because yeah. I get that that's a, a big thing, you uh, some, know? Something that's worth saying about that, like, the, the designs on some of the armor are fantastic, and in general, this is a fucking beautiful game, like, from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the boss design is really uh, kind of fantastic and evocative. Um and um just like the actual visual fidelity on the characters and animations and stuff like that is as good as you would expect from a team ninja kind of game so like the fact that they lean into those aesthetics makes perfect sense the enemies also look cool there's just only seven right right yeah (laughs) yeah they do have that kind of the enemies do have this kind of like goofiness other than the wheels which i think are are shitty but like (laughs) the have this kind of goofiness that i do appreciate yeah <laughs> I, I kind of liked the flaming wheels. I thought that those were. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think a tire that's on fire is not a cool enemy. Like I get that, that it, it's a real thing. It's just I yeah. think it's cool. A skeleton that's on that's on tire. You okay. Give me a, you give me a wheel skeleton. Okay. Into it, just a regular wheel with a face on the side. Though I mm. can't. Uh, I can't abide a wheel with a face on yeah, the side. I, I, I just thought those looked incredibly goofy, and I was into it. Slack <laughs> so like to hate on a uh, umibozu. Oh, That's yeah. what Slack like to hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the slime, the, the gels, the flams yeah. that you fight later. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad at the very least, like, it it, uh, it does allow, you know, for, for fashion fashion customization there. Yeah. Mai, um, uh, tell us about uh, the multiplayer other than, than co-op and tell us about Glory. Yes. Not to, give us the entire synopsis of the movie Glory. Yeah. Front to back. <laughs> no. I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> it's about a different kind of civil war. Uh, you're going to get this later. You're going to unlock a place called the Tea House. And mm-hmm. we can mention when you unlock it. But uh, what you get is uh, you join a clan. Um, we, we kind of brushed over what's going on here. But it, essentially, uh, what, whether you're country has provinces, uh, prefectures, states, or whatever, kind of imagine that, like, all these various cities or all these various states and families are all kind of trying to take over the country. At this time, there's five that are ruling body and don't know what's taking over. But um, you unlock this thing and you can join a clan. It has some optional boss fights that are associated with it um, and some optional benefits because you needed another system. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Depending on how your clan is doing. And that relates to PvP, and I'll confess, I fought the Revenants. I didn't really do the PvP. Okay. But that relates to the PvP of invading other people and doing the arena stuff and stuff like that. If your clan is winning a lot, you get a higher benefit that nobody cares about. Um, Mm. You also can buy uh, the uh, appearance copy stuff there from it which will let you change and not be Mira Anjan anymore. Um, and this is great. And, you know, they, they starting, they had, you know, basically all of the uh, major kind of players. You know, it's like 8,200 glory for Togugawa. Hmm. It's only 1,300 for Hattori Hanzo. But then in a recent patch, they're like, okay, so let's add in the female characters. Now, before <laughs> this... The most expensive one was Edward Kelly, who's our big bad boss guy, and he was twenty thousand. The female characters are all seventy thousand, except for one, which is the ninja girl, who's a hundred thousand. Oh, jeez! 
So if you want to look like a female character, it costs you so much more PvP currency. Yeah, and so let's say you're fighting the Revenants like I was. And again, I didn't really engage in the actual PvP, so maybe it's a better way to earn the glory. Mm-hmm. But I was fighting the Revenants. So the Revenants, you seem to get their level adjusted kind of in your level. So if I fight a level 20 Revenant as level 30, I'm going to get 20 glory times two-thirds. Right. Mm. It, it seems to be about there. It, Someone out there, I'm sure, on a wiki has actually done the math. Right. <laughs> but so you can imagine to get seventy thousand or a hundred thousand glory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's that sounds uh, excruciating. Yeah. But I didn't want to play as a grizzle dude. No, no, no it's not it's not excruciating <laughs> for you. Again, same thing I said earlier about Cole. Like anything that seems like I'm throwing shade at you. I'm actually throwing oh, it at you. Like, it's, they should not have made that choice. Not... Yeah. <laughs> like, um, they, they, they should have anticipated that, um, you know, like, yes, those like those are cool models, um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, like, it would be fun to play as. Uh, they should probably and probably have anticipated that. Mm, let's say, uh, as a baseline, 50% of the audience would have wanted to play as, <laughs> yeah, a, as, as, as yeah. a female protagonist. At least, at least possible, you know, and, yeah. it's, and that's such a thing. Like, people, you know... That's important to people, right? Like yeah. playing through as 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 kind of the the avatar that they relate to more, that they like more, you know, yeah. or just like more. You know, that's <laughs> just a you know just a thing. And and to have it so heavily weighted that way is is weird. Yeah, to me. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll continue on, but I'll paste it in there so you guys can see just what we're talking about. We're basically talking about before this new stuff. It was everybody was generally around two to five thousand glory. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, mm. oh, but, but if you want the women, you need 70,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real bummer. That's frustrating. It, it's, it's a bungled thing. It's a cool addition that the, the, the implementation is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I think that that's systems, right? Yeah. Like, so I th- <laughs> think we think we did it um, <laughs> kind of surprisingly. We're going to go through and kind of talk about. So the way this is going to work now that we're on to the B side of this uh this podcast is we're going to talk in slightly more detail about the stuff me and Cole did. Yeah. And then we're going to ask, uh, my, for kind of highlights for the, about the stuff we didn't. Yes. Uh, didn't do. And this will, this is not going to be, you know, even watch out for fireballs level of kind of zoom in. No. It's going to be a little bit quicker just because it seems silly to give a third of the game a really deep treatment, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's all going to be fairly breezy. Yeah. Um, but we can kind of talk about our impressions of the stuff that we got to. And we can also talk about ultimately like, you know, why that's why, where we got to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and why we didn't get further, which I think is, is, you know, again, that's not, uh, it's really good that we, we, I'm really thankful, uh, my, that you're here for this to, to kind of shore up our, you know, what we didn't do, but like, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it says something about this, like that we both quit at the same place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, which is, which is, I think is worth discussing. Um, yeah. So we start out with these kind of chapters. Uh, the first one is the man with the guardian spirit. Yes. There. Um, and this, uh, takes place in the tower of London. Uh, and it's kind of your tutorial mission. This is something that I gather they added after kind of an outcry saying, Hey, we need something that tells us what's going on. <laughs> um, you know, and so like they have this protracted kind of sequence where, you know, you are, you know, naked effectively in a cell and trying to break out of this notorious prison. You're trying to collect your beef eater outfit. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. 
Like, a part of me thinks it was always in there, and we'll get to it again, no spoilers, but this is also where the last mission of the game takes place. Yes. Uh, mm. and, but then what seems so weird is that you go straight from this to the dojo, which is, like, now <laughs> true tutorial. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So maybe it was added after, maybe it was always there and they added the dojo. I, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the the dojo is definitely where you learn about the uh, like the living weapon uh, kind of stuff, and it's where mm-hmm. you do some of the more uh, let's say arcane portions of a uh, character uh, design and character customization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here it's very basic. Like you are, you know, kind of struggling and scrapping to uh, again, like Gary said, put you know put together your palace guard outfit. Yeah, <laughs> just yep. to make sure you look absolutely ridiculous when you finally confront Kelly. It's they know you're as British as possible for your <laughs> for the Irishman that you are. Yes. So it reminds me a lot of the Undead Asylum mission, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a lot like that, where it's kind of teaching the systems by having incidences where you have to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's the idea. Like, I think it's it is uh, it fulfills a very similar purpose yeah mm-hmm. which the dojo wouldn't like the dojo is not about really about traversal since it's mm-hmm. just this very small area you know yeah it's not about interpreting the geometry of the world yeah yeah okay. um the boss here uh based on an actual person so that is not just i was really surprised about that like, <laughs> i looked too. it up and found out there's a real derek the executioner <laughs> yep, there's, like, a, oh. there's a real derek uh oh. you... what? <laughs> yeah no Maybe? Yeah, uh, he, he he was one of the uh, so executioners uh, was it was not a desirable job because you know families and friends would take uh, would take vengeance on the uh, on the victims of execution. Uh, Derek is the person who kind of um, came up with a different way to hang people that would be much more effective, and that is where we get oil Derek's from. Basically, anything that is called a Derek uh, is is from this dude and the way he figured out how to uh, how to hang people. Um, and also, his technology is uh, foundational, even today, for the use of construction cranes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I totally didn't know this. <laughs> you create an alternate history by killing him in, in Neo. So in the future, there'll be no oil, Derek's. Nope. <laughs> in the world of Neo, there are no cars. It's like a reverse Mad Max. It's, it's Sad Max. Um, or Mad Men. Like, I'll, I'll take either. <laughs> Those reversals. Mad um, Men. <laughs> um the the villain of uh, uh sword in the stone yeah the um so yeah so he's uh derek the executioner is uh, your first boss here who is is super easy yeah um he's he's real you know it really really slow combos and everything um and then eventually uh kelly uses some amrita on him which turns him into kind of a souls uh, kind of an oni figure mm-hmm. um the weird thing about here is you only have to hit him a very small amount before your your guardian spirit kills him for you mm-hmm like the second phase of this, you have to kill. Uh, I think it's like twenty percent oh, of his Jesus. health before he uh, the cutscene takes over and kills him. Yeah. So I think he's kind of a bad tutorial boss because he he doesn't <laughs> do anything that uh, later bosses are going to do. Right. Like he doesn't actually train you how to play. He's kind of forgettable. I mean, who's ever heard of the Derek Crane or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's ever heard of a Derek? Or, yeah. Oil Derek. Uh- all I can think of is, you know, so you, so you, so you have Sirsha here uh, for for the entire first mission. Uh, she's incredibly, you know, useful for you, including up to this boss. Maybe they were trying to communicate how important she is uh, to William's survival by having sure. her like, sweep in. Yeah, yeah, like having her like win the thing for you, you know. But it's still like as a, as a gameplay thing. Oh, of course, I don't think it accomplishes what you want to do with a tutorial boss. No, no. Like this should have like it's very silly for them to 
have the kind of like the the yokai realms and all the things that are actually important to boss management not mm-hmm. show up in this easy version and actually show up in the the first boss, which is not not super hard, right? But doesn't feel like a, a tutorial boss. Yeah, and that first boss could be as many as eight hours later too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very mm-hmm. you know it's a really strange decision to have that. Like I think this is a real failure of a. a so Derek, you're a fucking failure. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <the hell> Derek. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was just hilarious because we pick on the name Derek so much. Or we pick on characters named Derek so much. It's a pretty funny name. Yeah. Yeah. It should be noted this is the different spelling, though, that is like oil Derek. Yeah. uh, yeah. Um, There's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, Then you go to the Isle of Demons, which is your actual first Souls level. Um, Well, you you do the uh, the, uh, dojo first, but then you go to the, the Isle of Demons. Yes. Um, which is your Eggberg equivalent. Yeah. Uh, this is what I played in the first alpha, um, and I was very surprised at how smoothly I moved through it <laughs> this time in the final uh, in the final game. Yeah. Yeah. Same same here. This is the this is in the demo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um It's the demo I had done too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um But it felt much easier than the demo version. Yeah. I, it, it it is much easier. The yeah. uh, the demo was was a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not. It was easy because of familiarity to move through it this time, but also they made they definitely made adjustments mm-hmm. uh, on this. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but this is I I, I kind of dig this level. Like they're showing you shortcuts. You know, there there's a good mm-hmm. mix. Like you have these you know kind of dregs. Um, you know, the, or at least this game's equivalent of dregs. Um, like the 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 yokai who are thrown in here. Um, you know the 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 oni or whatever they are. Uh, the big mm-hmm. ogre dudes, they feel incredibly, um, you know, substantial uh, when you finally mm-hmm. when you finally fight them. Uh, there are very few of them that are actually like wandering around. So they feel like mini bosses. Um, yeah, I, I, I dig this level a lot. They feel so big, bad and scary. And then later <laughs> on, they're just like, oh, yeah, here's another one. Yeah, this is this dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one is incredibly intimidating. Yeah. Like the, the first mm-hmm. one you run into inside that house and it's... Um, He's a mini boss. He's surrounded by like uh, regular enemies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know you're going to end up if you don't like meticulously clear out all the hollows around him. You're going to have to fight them all at once, which early on is not really sustainable. Um, Especially when you don't know how. Right, right. You, know, you haven't learned the system. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know his move sets. I don't have a. I don't have a real vocabulary either. Like you get a a bow and arrow earlier in this that you could possibly mm-hmm. use but ammo is still very scarce mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know it's, it's pretty pretty hard um another difference in the uh so when you get down to the second part of this village um the uh and kind of move around you run into more of these things um and i think this part is, is pretty well designed as well yeah um you get to the mm-hmm. boss a difference between the demo and the real version or the demo i played and uh, i haven't talked to anybody else who had this problem so it could have been some kind of glitch um, but initially, uh, when you went into the boss fog, uh, dregs, you know, or hollows that you hadn't fought could go in there as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so if you didn't clear out the way to the boss and the demo I played, you would be joined. Like it would, there would be kind of like people would sneak their way in or come in. <laughs> yeah. You would get ads in this incredibly yeah. cramped arena. Oh it's God, a, that huh. sounds like, awful. <laughs> and I was like really glad they changed it. And I don't, again, I don't know if it was like some kind of weird glitch or something, you know, happened if it was intended or not, but it wasn't a problem when I actually played the game. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. So, um, this first guy is Onroiki? 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 Okay. Yeah. Who is a big ogre. 
Yep. Like there's nothing there's nothing to this guy. Yeah, as far as story goes. Yeah, he's he's got uh, he's got Kratos blades except instead of blades they are uh, you know, balls of steel. Like a ball yes, chain. He's got, yeah. he's got balls of steel. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and this guy will pop up later as mini boss as well. Mm-hmm. Um but like it is it, it is a good fight. It demonstrates like, you know, they they have learned from souls or at least they picked up a thing from souls. You know, he has two phases. Like when he gets down to 50% health, the chains will break and he becomes faster. Oh, and easier. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just his first phase feels like the sweet chains are harder to actually dodge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he becomes it's kind of a more, weird choice. He de-escalates. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. becomes more aggressive and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, this is fine. Like, this is, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, a fine mm-hmm. boss fight. Um, you move on to the next set of levels, Deep in the Shadows, which is um, a level that takes place in a mine. Um, and this was uh, where I started feeling a little bit of the, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it, it reminds me again of Let It Die, where it's like Let It Die sets its first ten hours in a sewer. Like <laughs> this is, you know, this is a very short uh, start to mine ratio <laughs> of being in a real like video game ass, like just like stone caverns. Like I think this level is really bland. Yeah. Um, and there's, I don't think there's a, like a whole lot to recommend this. And also, you're mostly just fighting dudes in this like they're pirates i guess like pirates mixed with samurai who are just kind of sitting around um at least for the you know for the top portion of this mm. yeah yeah um yeah and but and then the the kind of bottom portion portion is uh this kind of lake filled with yokai um this is where you're going to run into your first um kappa yeah which we mentioned before you're going to run to a normal one but then you come back here with a submission and uh it's just, you know, oops, all Kappa. Uh, but this is a, a really huge kind of Souls-esque, like, big field uh, yeah. with, like, big, strong, wandering enemies in it. Yeah. Um, this this kind of lower floor to this. Did you actually stop the Kappa here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 every Kappa must die. Yeah. Like, I, I did not uh, suffer any Kappas to live. Well, they wouldn't bow. Come on. Can they yeah. blame you? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I went after them, but mostly because at this point I was still I was still incredibly interested in new loot. Yeah, um, the boss here was a huge wall for me. Like this took two nights to get through, and that is uh, that is not uh, not what I want. <laughs> this is uh, this is Hino Enma, uh, which is kind of a, a vampire uh, woman with bat wings and uh, who attacks with an umbrella, who's primary uh, uh, who's primarily trying to teach you two things. It seems. Um, a to use a different stance, uh, mainly low stance, so you can dodge quicker, um, and also uh, to uh, protect yourself against paralysis because she will pile the stat effect on you with some of her attacks until <laughs> you leave yourself wide open and she can restore her health off of you. The next boss is my wall, so I'm not going to blame you for having a wall on her. But <laughs> when I got to her, I had put the points into the ninja and the omnio anti paralysis. Mm-hmm. So you got five anti-paralysis that respawn every time you respawn yeah 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 um, so you, you can you can take i i think that um like i i like this boss like this was uh you know several hours yeah. be, you know I, I died a lot on her i didn't um you know maybe like you know two hours and and it was very hard for me because of that paralysis i actually like this boss a lot if it didn't have paralysis oh it's super fun um, like it like it is yeah. so reflex intensive yeah, it's a really, really fun to dodge her and kind of figure her stuff out. Paralysis, it just ends up like being a thing where it doesn't become about the dodge; it becomes about the consequence yeah. for the attack. So it's like, you know, it does it. It's just it it becomes demoralizing. Where it's like, if if the paralysis attack was just something that did the amount of damage that her follow up would do, mm-hmm. 
you know, it might be functionally the same, but it would just feel better because I wasn't just sitting there watching my character get hurt for no reason. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of like grabs and paralysis and stuff in, in action games. Yeah. Um, or slows for that matter. I, I'm, I'm not either, but it is something where it, it's rewarding you if you had explored. If you just wear that full archer set that you find, plus the uh, talisman, you'll have enough power paralysis resistance that you'll never actually get paralyzed. Just get yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also it, it taught me something, which is how I beat her easily. Because I was like, Archer said, she's an easy range boss. Yeah. 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 She, when she goes up in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can stagger her very easily with, uh, with, mm-hmm. with, with uh, range attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then she attacks it, super fast in close combat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, she also has a really good visual design as well. Like her face is super otherworldly um, and kind of uh, mm-hmm. kind of stretched and has strange proportions. Like it is uh, it, it is a good, good design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like this boss a lot. Yeah. This is this is my favorite mm-hmm. boss that I, I dealt with in the game. Yeah, I think I came mm-hmm. I came around on it in the in the moment I was <laughs> I was done with it. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but like once I actually figured it out and could actually act on the tells as opposed to being, you know, rooted in place, it became very fun. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Don't do don't do the Twilight Mission version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, systems. We didn't mention that. Maybe we should real quick what Twilight uh, missions are. Yeah, let's let's talk about Twilight because that's another kind of submission. Um let's talk about Twilight yeah. Missions real quick. Yeah. And um, we're not gonna talk about the the content of any of them, but right. what are they in general? No. Why? They're replaying a full mission that you've already replayed before, but the difficulty is new game plus levels. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So, like, the lowest level one is, like, level 40, um, and they go up over 100, and I did a couple before I realized they really are a waste of time other than, you know, you want more. Yeah, and, and they're they're highlighted in the interface. Like, they, they're very much encouraging you to do them. Mm-hmm. They're um, not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did one of them just to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was, you know fine i did i did like i went back to the first zone and did an early one because i thought that you know they'd be very difficult yeah and it wasn't super difficult because i was already pretty far in the game but it was super boring and i was just like oh this would work i guess if i was trying to grind for something or other uh but the rewards are good and it's like what if that mission you did before was oops all yokai (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's that's about it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can move off of them. Oops, we better mention them. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next mission is called the Spirit Stone Slumbers, uh, and this takes place in kind of this uh, this abandoned village that is uh, full of dudes and ninja um, with a lot more yokai uh, than you've seen before. Like they are being peppered in as a more um, uh, more common kind of nuisance, along with these tiny little cyclops yokai that'll harry you and then occasionally turn into gigantic cyclopes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can destroy it really quick if you just get them when they're little and don't want them to transform. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then later you'll feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the first half of this level I think is actually pretty cool as far as like a level design mm-hmm. stance. Like exploring mm-hmm. this village I thought was fun. Yeah. Um, you get to the halfway point and you fight uh, the first boss here, uh, Nui or Nu. Nui. Uh, Nui. Nui. Mm-hmm. Um, which is this uh, this lightning chimera thing it's this like monkey faced tiger <laughs> lion thing with lightning powers which is my wall 
and you'll fight it like three more times as just regular enemy in <sighs> worse conditions. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I aced this, and again, not a weird brag. I gave up on this game, but like this, <laughs> I did not have a problem with New A. Yeah. Um, um, no idea why. But. I, yeah, I, I failed against him a couple times, but then I summoned help just to kind of engage with that. And yep, that sure is co-op. I could see him really not working. Uh, my first time, I almost killed him. And so yeah. I was like, this is going to be easy. Three yeah. hours later, I finally figured out the trick. Which <laughs> yeah. is uh, the back, uh, when you walk in at the back right, there's a little shrine building that the <laughs> roof will never get destroyed yeah. So you can avoid any of the lightning underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you told me that yesterday, and I was actually very surprised. I would not have, would not have noticed that. Mm. I, yeah. I just died so many times that I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, later, you find a bit smaller arenas, and you do not have that protection. Oh, he geez. also has less health. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a boss that will just, like, if you let them go unchecked, most of the available, you know, walking space will be full of yokai realms. Mm-hmm. because his attacks just laid those down um you know i was about to say like candy like, like candy at a parade there we go they, they <laughs> do go away after like two rounds of lightning yeah so. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second half of this level is kind of boring again it's in more tunnels like you're in this uh kind of catacomb or tomb uh beneath the uh the main shrine building um and even the this like... part i thought was really cool actually oh wow <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with it oh, especially the, 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 once the, the... you uh, team up Oh yeah, like once you get uh, once you get your your buddy down there, yeah, that's actually yeah that that that, that is pretty cool. Um, especially when you start finding like the uh, the the statues and stuff like that. Like that that is a that that is a cool wrinkle. Um, also like there are traps down here, which uh which are kind of new. Um, including trick floors and things like that. Like that is there. It is just I'm I'm kind of done with tunnels at the moment. Uh, my 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 tunnel energy may uh, <laughs> may recharge at some point in the near future, but right now I'm done with tunnels. <laughs> yeah, I had a very similar experience with it where it's like I like the I like the co-op, but I just uh, the the level design was not was not there for me. Yeah. Um, it is really trap and ambush based, you know, yeah. so like and the, the, the traps and ambushes kind of circle in on themselves in a weird way. Like there's a section with two uh, or like a rolling boulder mm-hmm. that falls down mm-hmm. some stairs. And if you dive out of the way, you go back to an earlier section of the level. You don't like just fall into a pit, mm-hmm. you know, things like mm-hmm. that that are kind of these minor uh, concessions to you know, to, to friendliness. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the statues won't respond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Cause those are, those are tough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the... yeah. Although insanely fire damage, weak against fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have the fire shuriken ninja ability, mm-hmm. pretty much one will kill them. Oh, weird. All the, will the... kill them. They'll be close to dead. The uh, the game does a, a, a something that is something you know that kind of brings up another point, which is something that uh, was a big problem I had with Salt and Sanctuary, where there's not a visual way to distinguish elemental weaknesses. Yeah. So like they Why are really are they weak. weak to fire. Why? Yeah, they're they're, they're rock, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it's and I found that to be the case with almost all of the. Uh, you fight a gigantic water boss later that is uh, weak to fire, and that mm-hmm. should be the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like they should be strong to fire. Uh, that's what yeah. water does. Weak against lightning, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, and so what it becomes is just like, okay, do I just try everything in my – should I try to kit out a build that has every elemental verb and I just try everything? Or do I just end up – look have this wiki tax where like 
every time I get to an enemy, I check the wiki to see what it's actually weak against, yeah. you know, and it's it's not the worst offender in that respect. That's that's Alton Sanctuary, but yeah. it's the same problem, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. the game has. So like the statues, I never had, you know, eventually I figured out how to fight them. I didn't have that big of a problem, but I also never figured out that weakness um, because it didn't make any sense. And I wasn't just going to guess, Yeah, you know. And they are, they are pretty easy to find because of how slow they are. You just get They're really slow. Them. Yeah, you just have to get them alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Uh, the boss for this area is uh, Tachibana Munashige. Um, and this is just a... What's that? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it is it, 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 it is Kelly um, uh, in disguise as Munashige. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is like a like a samurai duel. Like it's a, it's a dude fight um, down in this mm-hmm. tomb, um, that is littered with these, uh, pillars, which is good because his primary attack, um, his technique, which I think you can get later, um, is this, uh, uh um, uh, what is it? EO, um, draw attack that he does, uh, on a yeah, charge. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. I actually had it on him already. Oh, wow. And, um, he was like a really simple fight, which is about to be punished for me later. <laughs> what I found out about my research today is he has an Amritus deal attack. What? Where he'll grab mm. you and he'll drain your uh, souls, so to speak. <laughs> like uh, like King Allant, yeah. Yeah, I, huh. I didn't know that. I found it out when I was just kind of refreshing myself with the bosses today. Yeah, weird. That never, uh, that never procced. Maybe that's more common mm-hmm. when you find him later. Mm. Uh, but yeah, later he doesn't have that attack. Oh, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Still has a grab, but it doesn't drain yeah. Well, maybe maybe later he isn't Kelly in disguise. Maybe it's the actual no, Mishige. He's, he's it's actually straight up Kelly. Oh, oh, the Mish- No, no, Mishige doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, after this, this is actually the first time when we switch to a new zone. When we we talked about that with the Kodama, we move over mm-hmm. to the the Silver Mine level. So it's a new zone. You're starting, you know, just to give that context mm-hmm. um, for this. This is the Poison level. Um, which has a cool concept as, you know, we talked about before where the poison is coming from these kind of like these rock, uh, mm-hmm. creature things, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate like that you can do something about it. It becomes a little bit like, um, like it feels very soulsy and like, like you're hunting down the necromancers or whatever. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's like a, it's like a, a mix up mm-hmm. between catacombs and blight town where like you're finding, you know, you can shoot them at range. Mm-hmm. Um, they regenerate. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting them at range, like you either need to use the cannon or, you know, uh, uh, shoot them at range and quickly follow up with an in-person attack. Yeah. I'm um, here. So that part is actually very cool. But you have the machines that purify yeah. the air. Yeah. And temporarily. It's, why I, it's kind of my favorite. I mean, it is a little bit of a chore, especially later when you have more than one rock. In yeah. yeah. But it, it, it really became probably my favorite souls poison level because it was kind of fun to do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and like they do the soul's poison thing where they where they scatter treasure around like to try and use mm-hmm. up your time. Um mm-hmm. except your time isn't just like hey how how much is this stat, you know, stacking on me. Um it is like when will it come back? You know, you're buying yourself mm-hmm. a little bit of time by finding the uh by finding the machine. Um yeah, like it really does feel like you're claiming more of the map for yourself as safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, which all works pretty- aren't affected by poison because uh, right, because yeah. they're, they're skeletons, <laughs> yeah, uh, mostly. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that that makes sense. This is the the level itself is all well and good. I have a lot of problems with this boss. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's um. So a lot of it is technical, which is not something that I usually care about. But mm-hmm. this uh, this thing is not equipped to exist in the game engine no. that it's in. Um, <laughs> it was constantly like doing weird ninety degree turns. 
um, like yeah. getting stuck at like clipping through everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's hitbox was really inconsistent with walls. Um, it got stuck in the mm. wall at one point. Um, it just, it was not having a good time. And, uh, this was fine because actually fighting it felt impossible. Like fighting this like thing one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all about this kind of like, cause you're in this huge arena with, uh, multiple bridges and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and kind of pits and things like that. And I just ended up spending a lot of time running around. Uh, with it, um, you know, getting in my shots when I could and it just like flailing in the architecture, glitching yeah. out and then weirdly doing like instant 180s, mm-hmm. which looks so goofy <laughs> with this gigantic creature. Mm-hmm. Like its size does not belie its moveset in any way in a, in a, the, in a way that just like doesn't work for me. Yeah. So. That's mm-hmm. weird. We should say it's a centipede. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, a gigantic yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a gigantic <laughs> centipede. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a it's a gigantic centipede that is made up of segments uh of these, you know, mm-hmm. poison spewing kind of rock things that we've seen before. Um and again mm-hmm. it has a nightmare face because they like putting nightmare faces on things. Um mm-hmm. I so this is bizarre because I didn't actually have that experience uh with it clipping through things and you know having that like I also noticed like it was super easy to get him into a pattern where he would make himself um, where he would make himself vulnerable because when he's charging, all you have to do is block and then he rears up and fires a couple of attacks um, before mm-hmm. he like just decides I, I'm kind of sleepy right now and then lays down and makes himself uh, weak to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the experience I had. Yeah. So I thought it was actually a refreshingly easy boss. Yeah. Um, and like the, like the cool thing about it is like, after you do a certain amount of damage, it breaks apart and it leaves behind mm-hmm. one poison emitting uh piece that you have to go and, you know, take out, uh, as you're waiting for it to come back. And sometimes it will, uh, it will post up on the ceiling too and attack at range until it comes down. And it'll go into tunnels and get more poison rock. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't that hard. It was just like a goofy, like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was winning because the, the game, like the, the boss was failing. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I, did, I never really figured out like, oh, I'm doing a cool, you know, I figured this out. It just kind of like I ran around until it died because, you know, glitches. Yeah. Essentially. It, 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 like what, what you're describing almost sounds like a, like a memory leak. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I've looked it up a little bit online and I've seen other people have the getting stuck on the wall thing. Yeah. That's something <laughs> that's definitely not unique to me, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the next level is, is, is a little bit of a clunker for me, actually. The ocean oh, roars it. again. <laughs> I, I hate this level. Like, I, I think this sucks. I like how it looks. Oh yeah. I, I, I like I, how it I, looks. Yeah, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, it's, it's, uh, so it's, it's a, it's a village that is half subsumed by water. Um, uh-huh. it's flooded and flooded with yokai. I don't know if cold is on purpose. <laughs> oh, it's flooded with yokai. Um, <laughs> The, uh, uh, so the things that like, like, so one, um, it's all about like kind of footing, like you can fall into the water, no good, which, which is fine. You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, I, I do, do your souls, you know, do that version of the souls level. Um, the, uh, the, like the flan yokai that you fight, I think really suck to fight. <laughs> yeah. They do, they're extraordinarily weak against fire and then you can knock them back into the water that they just jumped out of and they die dry. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I don't know. It's just it's the uh, uh, I, I I didn't like navigating this, and then this was also the first time I noticed the um, the false dead ends, like the dead ends that were mm-hmm. to set up for submissions. Yeah. 
you know, and there are other ones in other levels, but this is just the first time it popped up. Yeah. You know, what's cool to me about this level, and by the way, I don't like it. I don't like Sloss either. But what's cool to me about this level is that you could, within like two, three minutes of entering, go straight to the boss battle. Yeah, yeah. You, it's you... going to be to your benefit to go find some bonfires. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely a different structure like to have the to have the boss uh the boss window um you know midway through the midway through the level um i just i just wish that going and finding the uh the you know the 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 secondary goals was a little bit more satisfying because like it does require a little bit of fiddly like navigation on rooftops and stuff mm. it also has no signposting on how many there are yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. Like there are three of them, but like the first mm-hmm. one is right there, and you think, okay, they're not going to give me one of three things for free. No, it's it's just totally mm-hmm. three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, yep. you get all three. To um, go, by uh, the way, hey, you've gotten all three, or you've gotten two of <laughs> yep. three. Or, no, it's just yeah. there are three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, why you're doing this is as you light these up, it's actually lighting fires in the boss arena. Uh, which are going to be mm-hmm. super useful as you fight a, a larger version of these slime enemies or these flan enemies uh, called Umi Bozu, uh, which is mm-hmm. gigantic. It's colossal. Um, and uh, it, it, it fights by throwing shipwrecks at you. Um, if these fires are lit in the arena, smaller Umi Bozu will not come after you. Um, they will not flood the arena. Um, uh, however, you can kind of sacrifice one of these fires and let a few of those in to get a long lasting fire effect on your weapon, which will do much more damage to the boss itself. Or you can use the ninjutsu or the, um, yeah, magic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do. We, we talked about this where it's like, it's, it's counterintuitive to me that this is weak to fire, which is frustrating to me. Um, it's also, it has an, it's the first boss with a, uh, one hit kill attack. Oh yeah. It's gigantic Iron mm-hmm. Man beam. Which the frustrating thing to me is that um, it's very easy to see so you can get out of the way. The the hurt box on it is not where the particle effect ends. Yeah. It's a little bit further mm-hmm. than that, which I died to that a couple times. It can also start with it. And if it does this as, a, as its first move, if you're buffing up, you know, if you're, you're applying a buff or you're using one of the torches, you can you just die. And yeah. it's like, like yeah. don't never do one hit attacks. <laughs> like, stop doing that game. Yeah. Stop it. Um, and so with this uh, second phase, it turns into just like a giant version of one of the big flans and summon mm-hmm. some baby flans. And this isn't super mm-hmm. hard or anything. No, it's no. mostly about just keeping your footing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. like it pops up out of the out of the middle of the arena. So it changes the uh, the, topo- the topography mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the, the only theme. real danger is it's jump up attack. Yeah. Where it'll jump up and then land. And if you're in close, it, it does a lot of damage. Yeah. I like the theming of this. Like this is this is a gigantic enemy that is using its arena, you know, out here on the open on the open ocean to its uh to its uh, benefit. And also like, hey, it, it it attacks by throwing shipwrecks at you. Like Yeah, it hucks ships at you. Yeah, which, which is, I appreciate. Yeah, which is great. Like it feels suitably and I don't use this word lightly, epic. I, I wish that it was mm. visually a little bit more interesting too. Like yeah. it, it is just kind of like a big uh gumdrop, you know, mm-hmm. kind of shaped thing. With, like it's with, it's with a floating head inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got through this. This this sapped a lot of my patience. This was probably precursor to quitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I actually quit at the Spider Nest Castle, which I know mm-hmm. I've been complaining about how there's not uh, enemy variety. And this does introduce a new enemy. It's just it was like a monkey's paw version because I don't think these spiders are very fun to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like what did it for me. Um, I got to the end of this. I got to where I could have beat the boss, mm-hmm. um, but I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't want to play this anymore. And then didn't. Yeah. Um, 
but this is uh this is a castle over on the spiders um it kind of deals with slow the same way the last one dealt with footing where there are like sections um where you will not move as quickly and spiders that can kind of debuff you yeah um to make you move slower yeah there'll be like spider web bridges similar to what you saw in brightstone cove seldora yeah yeah, mm-hmm. it's very it's very Brightstone Cold Stove. Uh, bright, yep, yep, bright, bright, yeah, Brightstone Coleman Stove. Yeah. Bright, 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 bright mm-hmm. Coldstone, <laughs> the worst ice cream parlor that no one should fucking go to. <laughs> um, when, 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 when you tip, they sing Dixie. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Um, so yeah, but you you go through this castle. It's it's another castle, uh, which like mm-hmm. at first this was kind of novel. Mm-hmm. You know, going through the the actual level. And when I looked at all the rest of the levels, you're gonna I, get tired of them. yeah, like you're mm-hmm. going to get a lot of castles. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the boss is a pretty, is pretty much Quaylag. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's Quaylag that's with slow instead of, uh, instead of magma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but by this point I had the, I had the slow, but actually <laughs> it feels like they timed this out uh, because if you use the slow talisman on her uh, at the wrong time, uh, she will not get out of the part where she is, uh, or, or the, she will not get out of the phase where she is guarding her weak spot. Mm. <laughs> mm. And so you can lock yourself into not being able to do a lot of damage. Did yeah. not experience that. That stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. This is, this is Juro Gumo again, another, another mm-hmm. creature from folklore. Which is where mm-hmm. they took Quaylag from. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, what you'll notice if you're actually paying attention to the story and the theming of this whole event is that the real problem behind everything that's going on is a peapot. What? And <laughs> if you're actually paying attention yet to the cutscenes of the story behind what you're doing here, and so she's not the boss of it. The boss of it isn't actually a boss. You never fight him. This is when you get the tea house on Oh wow! Yeah, I, I saw went online and saw that you got that um, that cutscene, you know, with the uh, mm-hmm. the tea house after this, and that's where they introduced that that part. This, I mean, I might be as good as time as any, since this mm-hmm. is when I noped out. Though they kind of talk about, so I don't feel like I wasn't paying attention, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel like I was paying mm-hmm. attention to the story. Um, almost never did I feel like I really understood why I was doing anything in this game. You like the the like the you'd, you'd have a cutscene between levels where like. Sometimes they would be dialogueless. Like sometimes it'd be Williams there and a lady shows up, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for no particular reason, then I would go to a mine, you know, <laughs> um, or like uh, somebody would show up and they'd be like, "We need you to do this." And the actual like storytelling, like it, I feel like it like weirdly lost its its thesis if you look at actually what is just presented in the game, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. if you if you know about it going into it, like that's one thing. But if you don't know about this stuff going into it. I was sent here because this like warlock is trying to use magic to win a war in England. And what mm-hmm. actually happens is another person just kind of says like, Hey, you know, we'll help you out. If you help us out, go do these chores and meet a bunch of famous people. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, almost none of which happens like in the level. It's always these little, like um, these kind mm-hmm. of ceremonies between levels. Like mm-hmm. I felt like the context and how it presented its story is, is really bad. Um, I never like I I didn't. There's a lot of like implied importance to the people that were in, introduced. Yeah. Which I understand. Like there's a there's a version of somebody who's out there or or a straw man in my head who is like, this is super racist because they're talking about actual historical figures from another culture. I just don't know them. You know. Yeah. yeah. So like if 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 you present a game like it is a failure for an Assassin's Creed game, for example, to just have Thomas Jefferson show up and then not 
have any kind of internal context for who he is. Mm-hmm. And that, ha- that happens. Mm-hmm. So that's bad if they do that. So I'm not saying I'm not letting you know, American games off the hook for doing it. Right. It's just, they do uh, yeah, they, like they, that, they that, do that the sucks. same thing where if you read their bio, you get more info, but otherwise you don't. Yeah. 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 That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, a yeah, story has to be internally consistent. Like you have to present, you know, the, the, even, even if the player, if you know, the player knows who this person is, like William doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. like it it just becomes this weird thing where people are constantly being introduced with this sense of importance and gravitas that meant zero mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So it, it just it had this real like wearing effect where it's like I have no reason why. Why am I invested in this world or this these characters or what's happening? Yeah. You know, this is not tied to like what I showed up here for. This feels like, you know, it is a side. It feels like all side content. Yeah. To to mm. to the premise. And I don't know who anyone is or why I should care. Yeah. Like William isn't very developed. Nobody is developed because they assume familiarity with the characters. Like they're mm-hmm. just sketches. Like you know what this character is like. Yeah. You know, but I don't. Like you know, and and it just it made it not work for me on a storyline level. Zero. Like it. Like like as bad as any game I played as far as how <laughs> like the story conveyed itself to me. Yeah. You know. I can't defend story. But what I can say is if you're doing the submissions, they tend to give a lot more theming and background on the side characters. Yeah. Mm. The story, why he is so determined to get back Cersei, you know, why is he puppy dog in love for his Celtic spirit? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, and so I, I will, I will, you know, jump on to what you're saying, Gary, and say that, like, it's not that we're incurious, Right. It's not yeah. that this is something from a different culture, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it, you know, like I, I want a new opportunity to learn about these things. I'm not walking into it with anything more than, you know, <laughs> a video game fans, uh, you know, pop culture, you know, uh, survey class knowledge of any of these figures, you know, just the, you know, just the most outsized versions of the most notable people here. Um, it really could have done, you know, with, with fewer assumptions about the audience. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, that, that's a little ridiculous because, you know, we, we, we at so many points have, have praised the souls game for like letting you assemble this stuff for yourself out of descriptions. Um, there, there, there's just something about the fact that these are presented as people, um, people with different kind of alliances and stuff that, you know, I don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of context for because I am not steeped in that. It, it it doesn't tell its stories like a like a Souls game does. Yeah, you know, like there 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 aren't really like you know a lot of the times like the descriptions or, or supplementary text you do have on items are not about piecing together this larger world. There are a couple of examples where that does happen with like named swords and stuff mm-hmm. where you learn a little bit, but a lot of times you know a lot of times not the, not the case. Right. Um. So it, it doesn't. Uh, I didn't. I never had that feeling of like archaeology. No. To it. You know, and so many of the actual this kind of plays into like a lot of the bosses and stuff like that, too, which since they are like since the, since they're they're monsters. Right. So they're not characters. Mm-hmm. So they have that myth- mythological element where like there's a little bit of added weight, you know, to to uh, to a character because, you know, it's it would be like the equivalent of like, you know, a Medusa or something like that. Yeah. But they're not characters, mm-hmm. you know, so and without that character, it's really hard to kind of drive the the drama. You know, and there are there are and there are bosses that are that are characters as well. But then there's also the gigantic water blob. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. like even if you know the the backstory for the gigantic water blob, it's still a gigantic water demon. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like something about how it added, like didn't add up. 
But this is where it hurts a little bit where you stopped. Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying, you know, well, if you could just push through, you would suddenly love this game. I don't think your opinion would have changed. Yeah. But after this, most of the bosses have, like, actual extra story to them okay. as far as who they are. You know, you're fighting, again, though, it, you know, it's very much a who's who of the Sengoku period. Yeah. But uh, it, 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 again, gets this thing... It is very Dark Soulsy in how it does it, where where you'll get these people and you'll fight them or you'll meet them or you'll fight this boss, and then again, if you're doing submissions, so it's like, yeah, but what do you have to do for this payoff? But if you're doing these submissions and stuff, you're fighting these things that give you more hints where you go, oh, that female ogre I just fought is actually Tokugawa's wife. Yeah, you know things like that. You start figuring these things out. Mm-hmm as well as the reasoning behind why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, being the period that it is, most of the stories are pretty depressing and terrible. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's uh, not like... And then... Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, to clarify, like the, it's not the individual story itself or stories within that I'm criticizing. It's how the game is telling the stories. Yeah. Where, like, it's mm. just, you know, that the, the backstory and the actual, like, cutscenes of playing through the game... At no point did I really have like a firm understanding of why what I was doing mattered or what the stakes really were. Yeah. You know, like it would say like, hey, um, this is an enemy general of ours and they are here. Like, go to their place. You know, I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. like, I'll go, I'll go do that. Or like, hey, this guy wants to duel you. Go do it. Mm-hmm. OK. You know, like it, uh-huh. and that was the 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 context I, I was lacking was more than just kind of who owns this place and that I am there. And I was told to go by somebody in a room with paper walls, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like the actual story. Like if you actually know, you know, knew it, like it might actually be a very good story and it probably, probably is. It's probably a great story, but I don't think the game conveys its story well at all. I don't think it's a great story. I think it's a good story. I yeah. think it's probably Koei Tech, uh, Toei, <laughs> Koei Tecmo's best. Uh, because they, they do this a lot with their games, and I think they do a better job here than they ever have before. Mm-hmm. But mm. they still do the same thing of... So they, they, they've created this whole Amrita um, gotta go kill Edward Kelly narrative that didn't actually exist in history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the same time, while you're doing things, they kind of try to go, well, this is stuff he actually did in history, mm-hmm. so let's make him do this too. Yeah. And kind of meld the two in a way that doesn't work that well and also comes off as just horribly factually inaccurate. And I'm not even a historian. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably right, like what I'm picking up on, right? <laughs> and yeah. that's, you know, it, it's the, the inelegant melding of yeah. the story stuff they added and the mm-hmm. for, you know, Japanese Forrest Gump. That, <laughs> exactly. I was going to yeah. make that same comparison. I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a pile of half measures between a monster of the week, like, hey, go here and kill this yokai because you're the only person who can do it, and also participate in this, you know, grander battle that is happening here within Japan, and then also this meta plot with Kelly, who is manipulating things, you know, for what you ultimately came here for. You know, like it's those three things kind of vying for stage time and none of them actually being fully articulated. Mm -hmm. And some of them are really cool. You'll end up 
way towards the end here, where you're chasing uh, Kelly through the Battle of Sekigahara, yeah. and you're not actually participating in the battle, but you're just seeing all these demon and other samurai fighting <laughs> around you, yeah. and you're just trying to charge through to try and get to where Kelly is, and it mostly actually becomes like a boss rush. But yeah. it, you know, some of the settings and the set pieces are pretty awesome. But yeah. It's... Yeah, they, they don't do a good job melding it together. Uh, they watch to do too much side content to kind of get some of the backstory mm-hmm. of things. And all of it helps a lot if you grew up Japanese. Because <laughs> then you know the story. Yeah. Every, everybody knows about the beginning of the Edo period. Yeah. They, you know, but... It's, that's not the same in the West. No, like it, it's it's fascinating. It's something that I want to know more. I don't think this game is the best way to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel educational. <laughs> the um, it's 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 kind of it's interesting. Something you, I want to pick up on something you said, uh, my, which is um that the game uh, when you said that it expects you to kind of do a lot of the side content to uh to to get that that context. It reminds me of kind of a grander <laughs> philosophy in Neo which is that it is balanced and made for you to go all in to make it work. Right. So like the way, you know, when mm-hmm. we, when we spend our like 17 hours talking about the systems of this game <laughs> and how they all kind of relate to each other, like a bunch of them are not necessary, but they all prop each other up in this way that like, if you're not going all in on all of them, you may as well kind of not engage at all. Right. Like uh-huh. the, the, the side stuff that it was presenting where it's like, I didn't really want to do side missions really. Like I was, I would like to end this game. You know, I want, I want this to be done. Um, (laughs) I had that feeling like over and over where it's like, this game clearly wants me to do the stuff that I want to have presented as an optional thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that ties Uh into the mechanics, but also ties into the narrative where like, you know, the base narrative doesn't stand on its own without this supplementary kind of stuff, holding it up. Yeah. You know, which it was just like, didn't, didn't you know, because I'm not going to be, yeah, I want, I want a game that caters to the person who's, you know, not going to 100% it, right? Like, like uh-huh. I, I, requiring that kind of like commitment is not my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, I go, I go back to the Bloodborne thing, but pre DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yarn. Having to do the Chalice Dungeons to get the quote unquote mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. Story. Yeah, and that 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 bumps me out. Too. It, it reminds <laughs> yeah. me of that. And yeah, I, I wasn't super into that either, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's a really apt comparison, I think. Yeah. I don't know. At the very base level, what I want from a game story is a is, is a compelling reason to do the next thing, a driving mm. force, or you know, something to mm. pique my curiosity about what's going to come through next. When I got to this level, you know, the the the, the spider castle, um, and I realized fighting this new mm. this new enemy type wasn't wasn't that different, or you know, wasn't wasn't quite as engaging as I wanted. Um, and when I looked forward a little bit and realized that beyond this cool ice level that I was going to get a little bit into and stop, that it was going to be some very similar things. I, and I realized that the, the the actual story itself wasn't going to propel me. It, it failed to meet that, you know, right away. It failed to meet that requirement that I have, uh, which kind of sucks, you know, because I know that there are cool moments uh, beyond this. You know, I've, yeah. I've seen the bosses and things, but like it, it just it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't compel me. It didn't push me or pull me. You have to, yeah, you have to care what's over the next hill. Yeah, you know, and and you find a bloodborne eye monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw I saw that guy, but I, I put in the cheat code where you get to see that boss fight by not fighting it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the cheat code. So enter Y O U. Yeah. <laughs> it's a PC cheat only. Uh, yeah. Um 
So let's um, so that's uh, that's kind of where we start. But we one of the reasons, uh, many reasons, we have Maya on here, um, in addition to just being generally delightful, is that. Uh, oh, thank you. You're very welcome. The um, is that we will uh, kind of talk about some stuff that happens after this that are kind of highlights um, here, just so okay. we, we can kind of hit it. Um, Cole and I both watch this stuff on YouTube. I didn't watch a full Let's Play. I checked out every level and every boss, though. Yeah. Because um, the Let's Plays had, like, deaths and stuff, and I didn't want to, you know. <laughs> it, it, and, and the game is long, too. Um, we didn't really mm-hmm. talk about this, but, like, the, the Let's Play that I saw um, that I was using to find these bosses was um, 66 videos, and each one was about a half hour. Um, and he did all the side stuff, but it was, you know, yeah. almost 40 hours, and I wasn't going to watch a 40-hour. Yeah. You know, here, watch, you know, several full TV shows. Watch the complete <laughs> Breaking Bad uh, to prepare. You know, I, I, I wasn't going to do that, so I kind of skipped around. Um, but I'm familiar with most of the stuff in kind of broad terms. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think now I could go through it in about 35, 40 hours. Mm. The first playthrough was like eighty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was it's meaty. Yeah, like eighty hours is the one that I heard. So what 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 you're going into after this is very much this theming of what Kelly's trying to do is create more and more war, so more and more of the Yokai realm invades into our world. Mm-hmm. So the very next mission after you guys stopped, it's June, and there's a village that's snowing. Huh. Yeah, I saw the snowy, saw the uh, saw the snowy snowy village mm-hmm. for sure, which is, with the very least looked pretty. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty. Uh, what you'll end up doing, you'll find a new way again. <laughs> the snow woman you fight is actually Edward Kelly having resurrected No, who was Nobunaga Oko's wife. Yeah, so, mm. so pretty important figure. Yeah, then you have again these death lilies that are showing up, which is it's similar to the snow concept. It's like, we shouldn't be having these showing up here, what's going on, and it's more of just this yokai realm is mm. coming in. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting kind of these uh, crystals that you're getting into where you start beating up, and this is kind of building up to where you get to the immortal flame battle, and uh, the mountain next to Kyoto is what protects Kyoto from being overrun by demons. Okay. Mm. And, and we completely glossed over your cat. Yeah, your 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 cat friend who acts like your uh, your narrator, right? Yeah, Nekomata is like he's the greatest, right? <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. He's really cute. Yeah. yeah, I love his super deep voice. He's a, he's a cat with an iPad. Yeah, uh, we, we we also didn't mention the funniest moment, which is when you meet you meet Hanzo and uh, he pulls a cat out of his out of his shirt to tell the time by looking at his pupils. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Every time I look into Roar's eyes, I know it's per clock. So. <laughs> Yeah, all I got. <laughs> it's, tre- it's bonfire side cat it, time. It's treat thirty. So <laughs> Kelly, you know, his whole thing he's doing is trying to gather more and more and more So he goes to this crystal that is the gateway, and he saps it all out with Irsirshi, who's for some reason the most powerful guardian spirit there is. Mm-hmm. What's been going on in the cutscenes is Hanzo's like, "You gotta serve Iyasu Tokugawa." Uh, you're all like, I don't know about this lord you guys are serving. And then you, you're getting kind of snippets of the real events of the people who are going to become the traitors and things like that. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not really spending enough time on it to actually really paint the picture unless you know the history. Yeah. But so it's like, all right, well, let's uh go run through the uh, Iga village, you know, the ancient ninja village to uh, get to Tokugawa faster. <laughs> um Again, it's kind of a famous set piece. You know, this is where Nobunaga 
went in and killed everybody, killed all the women, the children, the civilians. He just killed everybody. Right. At the end, you find a giant toad. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen this guy on uh, on YouTube, and he's a cool design. Um, is this mm-hmm. which one of these is considered to be like what's the the super difficult? You know, like what what is the the hardest boss in this game? Because I, I think I feel like I've seen this and the ogress mm-hmm. uh, both kind of brought up, um, which is the next boss, which we we run into after this, um, kind of brought up in that in that that phrasing. The ogress is your lessons from having fought um, Onyoki. If you've learned that lesson from that earlier fight of oh, this is easy if I just treat it like a ranged battle, it is. So yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, for me, my wall is Nui. Yeah. And yeah. some of the optional dual fights. But until DLC, we'll get, we'll get there. I know the the next boss, just from like watching it uh, you know, online and everything, is kind of a you know pretty easy. This is a puzzle boss, uh, Honda, um, where mm-hmm. uh, the, the arena has these kind of crystals in the area that you just have to destroy um, and to, to kind of kill him instantly. So, you know, if you, uh, I understand, like, so from looking online, like, if you have the uh, the high-level bomb uh, ninja magic or uh, ninjutsu, this, this will take care of that mm-hmm. um, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the next boss that I that, that I singled out here as being real real notable is the, the, the Gasha Dokuro, uh, which is this gigantic, uh, you know, skeletal creature. It's almost like fighting the uh, the Tower Knight or uh, the, the, the One Reborn, it looks like, a little bit. Um, is this in the level that is that massive battle that you talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you're fighting him with Hanzo and with Okatsu. And um, so what you kind of want to do is you want to hit his hands, and then that'll knock him down where he can hit his head. Like you have to climb up, and then like like when he's leaning, uh, you know his mm-hmm. his Amrita down, you know to to, to rest at you that like you want to get his uh, get his weak points there. And this is like this is another you know folklore beast that is an amalgamation of a bunch of corpses, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a lot of fun because again you're fighting it as a three person team. Yeah, well, it's it's super. I mean, like in, in a in a game that has been full of you know kind of very you know basic souls type stuff. You know, large enemies or casters or dual kind of things. Like this is this is a huge set piece in like a gigantic uh, kind of battlefield. And it, it is really cool that you're you're going through this battlefield and seeing all these battles going across you, but you're just kind of running through going after kelly uh the, the other one that i made it out of here is um uh it, it's it's similar to it's like a dual fight but you're fighting something called uh someone called the obsidian samurai uh which uh, for, yasuke. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yasuke um who is the the the, the real kind of like the original foreign uh samurai some uh you know a, um, a person from africa who was kind of rescued and kind of brought in and made uh, into a samurai and so like fighting this other notable character in in, in history mm-hmm. like somebody who has kind of a similar trajectory to you except he was taken under a different lord the true first western samurai yeah he served under nobunaga mm-hmm. uh, i do enjoy his guardian spirit which is a bear <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of cute yeah um but then like like th- this this has to be like well into the end game because you start fighting uh like oda nubanaga like like at the actual mm-hmm. castle because like kelly revives him and you you know he, he fights you to a certain extent but this is another fight that is going to stop you know before he finishes you off yeah this is at the end of a boss rush mode where you literally fight like four bosses oh jeez <laughs> including refighting hino Nanda. Um, and then you finally get to him and fight him, and you, I think it's twenty five percent health. 
but you, you get him down hurt and then the fight stops. Yeah, yeah. But, like, this is an important story beat because this has been Kelly's entire plot. Like, we raise this, you know, warlord back up and, you know, we, we'll maximize the chaos. Nobunaga, he was chilling in the afterlife. Like, he, he was happy with the life that he lived. Um, and, and he says, like, hey, you're going to be foolish if you think you can take me and command me. You know, nobody commands me. And, like, Kelly's plot unravels at this point because uh, Nobunaga is not going to play a ball. Um, and this just looks like it articulates like a like a dual fight, you know, with his. Uh... Uh, it, it, it's a dual fight. Um, what's kind of cool about it is that he uses uh, elemental buffs on his weapon, mm-hmm. and he'll kind of do every single one. Oh, geez. So there's no way. There's there's no way to spec against this fight. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're better at hot equipping than I am. <laughs> yeah, the final boss. Yeah. Uh, the, the the climactic boss is the menu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you, you, yeah. So essentially, hey. He's not that hard of a dual fight if you kind of avoid his attacks. Yeah. No matter how you expect, he's probably going to hurt you at some point. Yeah. Um, and then everything goes to a head when you fight Kelly himself, uh, which is kind of a basic caster fight, except he's, you know, a, a snake, a, a snake romancer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sends whirlwinds and stuff after you. Um, well, he's super easy this time, but then he summons you on Orochi. Because right. we gotta have another famous mythological. <laughs> yeah, the gigantic hydra that will take over. Is that Edo Castle uh, that he summons? I think you're in Edo at this time. But like this is the this is the final fight of the of the main of of the main story, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, Kelly himself has used everything, um, all of his emerita to summon this gigantic hydra uh, that you you know take care of. Like this seems like another another kind of gimmick fight a little bit because you are running around to different parts of the castle roof and you know uh, hitting these weak points. Yeah, it, it covers every element. Okay, and by every element, I include a poison and paralysis. So each of the heads does a different type of attack based on its element. But like the main story ends like with Kelly saying, "Hey, I've died and I will be reborn. I've been reborn all this time." Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Kelly is a is a, hum- a homunculus who is under the control of somebody else back in Britain. This John D. character, and we find this out um, kind of alongside uh, figuring out that Tokugawa wants to kill William because he knows too much, and Hanzo lets him go. And this is another one where. Um... I had to kind of look up more about John D. I didn't know a lot about him. I had to look him up. He's a super minor figure. He was like an alchemist who worked for Queen Elizabeth. But the the, the kind of coda boss is going back to the Tower of London and fighting John D. himself, mm-hmm. having turned into this Amrita monster uh, called Hundred Eyes, who's a big, huge blob man. Um, this looked like a fun fight to me, actually, like a like a combination big dude and caster. Um, yeah, it, it it is. It is actually just a pure fun fight. It's it's one of my favorites as yeah. far as just you know to do, um, as far as lore and stuff. Hey, it's an eyeball man. <laughs> it's like oh, this is the puppet master, and instead of just being a sequel hook, um, they let you go and deal with it. And so this is another one of those things. Iyasu actually forbid uh, Anjin from ever leaving Japan, and he never did get to go back to England. He was allowed to send. He actually had a wife and children in Japan, and yeah. then married a Japanese woman in Japan. So. Yeah, so he never he never went back and took care he of John D. He never went D. back to England and <laughs> took care of John D. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and then there's a sequel hook that ends up being a DLC hook where um, uh, uh, William gets a gets like a vision of uh, his friend being in danger, and so he decides to go back. Um, tell me about the DLC, just kind of in in real broad broad strokes, because we are we are running up against time. 
Yeah, no problem. So we can we can be pretty quick on this. So the DLC kind of recapitulates. Um, is that a word? Recapitulates. Okay, recapitulate. Uh, it it's a similar concept. Mm-hmm. This time it's Masamune Date. Okay. Because you've got to have another famous historical figure <laughs> trying to do what Kelly was trying to do. Yeah. Of we're going to get all of the power of the Amrita to take over the world. Um. Elizabeth's dead. Everybody thinks Anjan died in England. Yeah. Um, the first guy you fight is, uh, I mean, he's one of the most notable strategists and warriors, you know, one of the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's the uh, cousin of Masamune Date, and he's a samurai with a scorpion arm and scorpion tail. Mm. He's not too bad of a fight. Next guy you fight is where wields an axe. Um, next guy is fighting Masamune himself, who wields two swords. Uh, story about how, you know, he wanted to reunite everybody, but then his cousin got possessed by demons. Oh no, why did this happen? And then your last fight is uh, Maria, the uh, Spanish ambassador. Hmm. And she uses a straight sword that she uses kind of rapier-like. Uh, she's extraordinarily aggressive. It's a duel. It does kind of remind of the Maria Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentional at all. <laughs> uh, it might be intentional. <laughs> um, uh, but without the uh, pathos to it. Yeah. This is just a evil Spanish ambassador who's trying to win against the England. Yeah. You beat her. It's a hard fight. And it took me about three hours. Oh, um, and then, yeah. That's Move it. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's short. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of three, right? There's there's more to it. I am I am breezing through it because of our time constraints. But yeah, it's you've yeah. got four bosses, you've got three areas, and like four or five missions. Yeah, just the the continued adventures of William. Yeah, I, I liked I liked Dragon of the North. Uh, actually, I thought it was fun. I've heard complaints of it being too difficult. Mm. Um, it is post game. So I guess my build was just good enough where it was challenging without being any other than Maria taking me four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely Neo for, for our purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to walk away from this and never think about it or play it again. <laughs> and never, never, uh, I'm putting this, this entire thing behind me for the rest of my life. <laughs> the, uh, not, not of, you know, any, uh, just like the, for some reason, like this has been a, a game where like people have, take an exception with me not liking it. Uh, not, you know, nobody <laughs> present in, you know, included in that, but like Mm-mm. for some reason, this has caused me more grief than, than, uh, <laughs> you know, any disliking any game since dark souls three. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to never thinking about this, this thing that is for, for reasons articulated, like yeah. very definitively not for me. Yeah. Um, maybe Neo two will be more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and my understanding is that, like, at least the DLCs are introducing new enemies, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's a that's mm-hmm. a big complaint, but it's just, uh, you know, a little too little too late for 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 me. Yeah, um, for me, like, there's stuff about this that would be for me. You know, in this the the, the system savviness, the customization things, like, and the character action side of this, like, I like that it would become more of that. There's just other stuff that is more for me than this. <laughs> I think is uh, is an, an an inelegant way to put it. Um, you I know. haven't even beat Revengeance yet. Yeah, what am I doing playing Neo? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's still Revengeance. I haven't played Bayonetta two. Mm-hmm. You know, like there there's uh 
for character action, there's just ways for me to get that itch scratched, I think. Yeah. yeah. In a different way. Yep. For me personally. Um, yeah. And well, then I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, actually, after returning to it, after I'd been playing some Bloodborne recently and the wall of DS3, I liked it more than I originally did when I returned to the DLC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody does want further mm-hmm. expounding on the things that we kind of breezed over or does want to talk about it, they can reach out to me. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People talk about it in our Slack every once in a while for people who are listening who are her patrons. Yeah. You know, so that's mm-hmm. a, that's a definitely a good place to get your your Neo chat. Uh, you know, uh, you know, shrine side chat, uh, for sure. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad that, you know, I feel like, uh, one of the reasons why I feel comfortable putting this behind me though, is I feel like this was a very thorough treatment. Like, you know, there could have been like a season on it, but this is definitely a little bit more in depth than I expected yeah. um, us to go with it, which is good. Yeah. Um, and I really do appreciate, uh, you know, if people did, uh, my, if people did want to reach out to you and chat about this, like how could people find you online? Uh, basically, the only ways you can really find me is either in the Slack, or and I'm I'm, I'm fairly active, yeah. Or mm-hmm. you can reach out to me on Twitter. So and that's just my name with an underscore in between it. So it's just my M uh, um, English M A I underscore uh, Sinclair S I N C L A I R. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we really do appreciate you coming on and helping us out. And then, otherwise, I'm a boring computer programmer. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah don't not a don't encourage people to find you at work. Yeah, like no. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the, no. The, the, the way madness lies. Just stick with Twitter and Slack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if uh, so, we really, really do appreciate that. Um, if you do like this show, um, if you have anything, actually, if you have anything to say about uh, Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv/contact. Yeah. Um, that is the last game we're covering before we get to the victory lap season. Um, I've started Hollow Knight. It's very cool. Yeah. Very looking forward to it. We're going to be joined on those episodes by Nick Daniel, um, who is the illustrator for uh, Latchkey Kingdom, Souls of Darkness, and uh, also the upcoming uh, my upcoming book, Atomic, um, which is not because I'm not planning to beat it, but because Nick is uh, a ridiculous, huge, huge, huge super fan and has been doing tons of like really amazing fan art. Like that game really captured his imagination. Nice. And uh, he's done a couple arcs in his comic, his web comic about it and stuff. So. It would be cool to have him on. Yeah. Um, uh, what can people do if they like the show? Cole? Go to patreon.com slash TV and check out um, the offerings there. Uh, anything you can kick us uh, is uh, appreciated and necessary. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. we, we, we really are grateful for people who have done that so far. Um, we're going to have some changes coming to that, um, and we're still working that out. Uh, keep an eye on that space sometime in, let's say, early June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and then other than that, ratings, reviews, uh, you know, joining us on Facebook, things like that, that are all uh, appreciated. Yeah, and uh, you know, thank you, you know, thanks everybody uh, for bringing us, make you know, kind of bring this in for a, for a smooth landing. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, and I, I think that's probably about it. Yeah. Um, thank you again, Mai. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what can they? What can they do uh, until next time, Cole? Watch out for Yoka. Watch Yoka. Watch Yoka. Watch Yoka. Yeah. You don't watch out for this show, though. You did the same thing last time. Oh, yeah, you just, I know. You just do yeah, it. It's yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Um... Reality is crumbling. <laughs> Praise it's the rising sun. Pokemon. <laughs> Praise... Praise the rising sun. Yeah. Praise the rising sun. Umbasa. Umbasa.
And we all pray that we will have far more soon 